The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. America was never great! America was never great! America was never great! Protesters outside of Maxine Waters' office yesterday in Los Angeles. Dancing about and chanting, America was never great. So chanting to her. Yes, but there's a little more to the backstory. I'm going to tweet out a video in a second because I'd really should be, I'd like to be more angry at this because they were burning a flag too. Okay. They're burning an American flag. I should be more angry, but the video is just so damn funny. (laughs) It is so funny and... I'm just going to tweet it out in a couple of minutes towards the end of our little monologue about this, or actual dialogue about it, and uh, I'll let you write your own jokes, because there are so many. The Oath Keepers were supposed to protest outside of Maxine Waters' office yesterday. Okay. And because of that, a small group of counter-protesters formed right there to support Maxine Waters. Got it. The Oath Keepers apparently never showed. (laughs) There was one pickup truck that could have been the Oath, the Oath Keepers. Keepers. Um, the AP said a couple of guys who appeared white. Okay. Slowed down in a pickup truck. Okay. Appeared white, pickup truck. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> You're in South Central. What do you want? As they slowed down, some counter protesters stopped them, mm-hmm. opened the car doors. And then ripped down an American flag that was on the back of the truck. Mm. And the truck sped off. Now, beard white, pickup truck, flag flying on the back. Right? Mm. Probably them. The flag, after they tore it off and the truck sped away, uh, was thrown on the ground. Okay. This is an American flag. Okay. Thrown on the ground. Someone stoked the flames. They put a paper bag that was laying nearby. Because you're in South Center, there's a lot of paper bags and stuff yeah, laying around. Yeah. Plastic <laughs> bags and garbage and whatever. Garbage. Put that on there. It looked like it was like a kind of a fast food bag. And they uh, helped to burn the flag with it there a little bit. And they grabbed some shrubbery okay. that was nearby and threw some twigs and stuff on it, whatever. And they cheered as they burned the American flag mm. and chanted and then began to dance around this tiny little fire in the middle of the street that was made up of the American flag, a paper bag, and some shrubbery. Mm-hmm. Dance around the flag in a circle <laughs> around the fire. Did it sacrifice something? High, that, that, that's the only thing missing. They were, they were high-stepping it as they danced. <laughs> and I don't, I don't mean they marched around it serious, America was never great. They were prancing. They were they're high stepping it, doing little, little arms waving like this, Chris. Hey y'all. Like I'm not kidding. That's what I'm gonna tweet out. 
I would like to be angry at this, but when you're, America was never great. And the drum they're playing, five-gallon plastic bucket and a guy banging on the side of it. Very rhythmic as well as they danced around this small fire in the middle of the street that consisted of an American flag, a paper bag, and some shrubbery. No one was injured and no one was arrested. Mm. Some of the things they were chanting included, um, this is not the American flag. This is their flag. Whose flag? Their flag. Yeah. Who's there? The people that were there. The, uh, the, the people in the truck. The Oath Keepers. Okay. Maybe. Maybe the maybe, Oath Keepers. The, the, Oath the two Keepers. white, two dudes who appeared to be white in a pickup truck with a flag in the back. Mm. That's not the American flag they're burning, Chris. No, 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 no. Uh, Mic check. Mic check. This is not the American flag. This is their flag. <laughs> See, here's the thing. It uh, was and could be both. Yes. It was the American flag. And it was their flag. It was their flag. So it was their American flag. Yes. You don't get to yes. separate the no. two of them there. No, Sorry. No. Hang on, before you're upset, we're burning the American flag. This is not the American flag. This is their flag, which I don't know why they carried anyways, because America was never great. <laughs> okay, gotcha. I have a montage uh, coming up of uh, some of the other happenings and going ons there, but I have a statement from the Oath Keepers. Okay, here we go. The Oath Keepers uh, were there because they called for Maxine Waters, a, a protest there mm-hmm. in front of her office because they called her a protest terrorist inciter. Oh, that's a lot of words. A protest terrorist inciter. I could give them maybe two. A two on the assembly of words yeah. there. It was yeah. a good, good effort. It was a good effort. I don't know what the hell that means. I don't know. Is that a new breed? Is that a new breed of terrorists? <laughs> I think it is. No, because they got Qaeda, ISIS. She's a terrorist insider. Isn't that a terrorism insider? You incite terrorism? I guess you could incite you the could terrorists. Terrorist. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's a terrorist inciter. She incites terrorists. Well, those people are already terrorists. She's yes. just inciting them. Yes. She's not creating them. No. She's not radicalizing. She's just getting them all hyped up. She's getting terrorists exist, mm-hmm. and she's inciting them. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's not just any terrorist, though. Protest terrorists. Yeah, that's the thing, too. <laughs> Is that like... people protesting the terrorists? Or that's one someone, that's one thought. It's the yeah, pro- protest. They're terrorist. not regular terrorists. They're protest terrorists. Yes. I didn't know that was a thing. That's what I'm saying. So it's a new breed of terrorism. I got it. I got, oh, you it. got it. Okay. 9-11. <laughs> right. They yep. killed themselves. Yeah. So they're not around after they no. were terrorists, right? They were terrorists. Okay. And a lot of times they kill themselves or gunned down. Yes. And they hide. They're gone. These mm-hmm. are terrorists that are right out there protesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. So she is a protest terrorist insider, and they said that members of the Oath Keepers intended to stand against terrorism, stand for freedom, and freedom of speech and association. Mm. That's the reason they were going to be out there. Uh, here's the thing. Um, protesting for the Maxine Waters office is not going to do you any good. She's not there. Well, first she's not there, but even if she was, not going to do you any good. If every member of Congress did it, not going to do you any no. good. Protesting in today's world, we're full of protests. <laughs> yeah. We are we've got all the protests you want and many you don't want. Thanks. We do not have a void in protest or people being outraged. We we have outrage in spades. 
Mm. Hang on, maybe that's not the best choice of words. <laughs> we have a lot of outrage. Yes. Okay. Outrage. Fake outrage. We have it. Yeah. Fake outrage. Real outrage. Uh, protest terrorist outrage. We have all of that stuff. So it's not going to do any good. The Oath Keepers, uh, I, I don't know what their real goal here was, just to stick it in people's I don't know. Okay. But Maxine then she commented. Responded? Yes. Ah. She said the Oath Keepers would like nothing more than to inflame racial tensions and create an explosive conflict in our community. I'm sorry? That's what the, the Oath Keepers were there to fan racial flames. To fan okay. those two. Okay, yeah, yeah, to incite them. Right, and create an explosive conflict in our community. Um, isn't she doing the same thing? Yes, exactly. They both said, you're, you're <laughs> inciting people. You're <laughs> inciting people. Let's burn this flag. Let's march and protest. No, we're going to march and protest against you inciting people with your marches and your protests. <laughs> America was never great. Those people are inciting you. Burn that flag, bitches. America was never great. Let's be really rowdy. Let's create a spectacle to stand up to them, people who are creating a spectacle and being out. You're both doing it, you a-holes. What are you doing? The old kid where you stand up to her because she's inciting people. You know how we're going to stand up to her? We're going to come out here and incite people. How dare they come to South Central and incite people and create a racial tension, create a divide and an explosive conflict in our community when I have exclusive domain on that here. Let me help you out a little bit more. (laughs) Cliff Smith, he was one of the, or an organizer who was out there, I guess. He's with uh, United Union, the United Union of Roofers, Waterproofers and Allied Workers, local number uh, 36. They need one of those? Apparently. So you got a little union involvement there. I don't know. Maybe they were roofing something or waterproofing or they were an allied worker somehow. Local number 36. He was there and he gave a comment. Okay. And he said, these people, because he stands with Maxine and the okay, people he burning says, the okay, flag. Got it, you know, got it, got it, got it. These people are coming here to cause problems. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they kind of are. You don't want that in your community. Right. He said violent right wing groups have no business here. Well, hello. Hold on. Uh-huh. Right wing group? Yeah. The, well, I mean, they are more right wing, but just to clarify, violent right wing groups have no business here. But what about uh, Antifa? Uh, yeah, what a violent a, re- left wing. Left wing. Come on, can, baby. Can we, Come can on. We, can we bring them in? Yes. Can this is the exclusive domain of violent left wing groups. Wow. You are welcome. Violent right wing groups have no business here. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say Cliff didn't mean it that way. I'm okay. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. But Cliff, uh, maybe you better go organize something else or go. <laughs> maybe you got a little roofing job to do. You got something to waterproof today. <laughs> Actually, start getting some roof work done, please. I, I'm like, seriously, dude, you you are making it worse by your nonsense as well. <laughs> Violent right-wing groups, no business. How about mm. we're not going to tolerate violence Thank from you. anybody, yeah. left-wing or right-wing? But the truth is, I think he does tolerate a little bit of left-wing yeah, violence. I think he's probably like that. That's right. Poking the eye. Do we have the montage? Here we go. Now, there's a bunch of things to note here, and I'll be stopping this. Some of it is visual. Uh... So I'll have to tell you about it on the radio portion. Here we go. Black power! 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 Black
Okay, hold it one second here. Now, start that from the beginning, but I want to tell you what's going on. Uh, they yelled black power. Uh, America was never great. A bunch of different things out there while chanting and, pr- hold on a second, chanting and prancing about. But in this first part of the clip, there's a white dude. He looks like he has a press badge or something. I don't okay. know why you'd need a badge out there, but maybe just to say, hey, don't kill me, even <laughs> though I'm kill- whitey. No, that's a, I'm yes. just covering it. Maybe yes. that's what it is yes. to look like press. I don't know yeah. who he is. Well, he appears to be a white dude. Sorry, he appears. Oh, yeah, we don't know if he Because I don't know. Rachel Dolezal. I mean, AP used that in their story. So he what? appeared to be... When they said the two guys in the truck appeared yeah. to be white. Oh, yeah, they did. I was going to say, damn, dude. Yeah, so he's standing out there, and these two black people are walking towards the camera. Okay. He's okay. off to the left of the frame. And uh, there's a, a man and a woman, and the woman is a little closer to him. And her trajectory heading towards the camera, because mm-hmm. they're getting closer and closer chanting mm-hmm. black power, would have her kind of half running into him. And he quickly sees what's going on. He takes mm-hmm. a step back. Mm-hmm. Like, step back, okay? Mm-hmm. And she gets right next to him when she yells like her second, black power, mm-hmm. kind of looks at him. And the awkward uncomfortable where she's yelling black power and there's this white dude standing there just covering it, this likely reporter, and him like, oh, my, don't make eye contact. Don't make. He's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Here we go. Black power! Black power! Now, hang on a second. Uh, this is some lady out on the street. I don't know who she is, but she is titled in uh, all the articles I saw. She's given a name is Molly Bell. Yeah, she's the activist. I don't know. Is that is that what she is? Yes, yeah, she's the activist. She is appropriately named. Yes. She is yes. Molly Bell. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Keepers. Yeah, hang on a second. Hang on. Uh, can I help Molly out here a little yes, bit? Yes, please. Because you know we have Ridgey Zone as a client, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Molly, it's riduzone.com. Riduzone.com. Help yourself out there a little bit. It's ironic that uh, a woman that large calls herself an activist. I don't think she's that active. No, she's not active, Doc Thompson. I could say that she's not active. Isn't that part of being an activist? You're yes. actually active? Yes, you walk in. She's a sedentary activist. <laughs> Is she a virtual activist? <laughs> we learned that from the other chick. The keepers. Here we go. Sent word that they're not coming. We know that they never said anything to Donald Trump when he was inciting violence doing his campaign. Okay, hold when- on, hold on, hold on. By but- the way, is he a... Preacher, a minister? He's yeah, got he's a, a pastor. On his neck. He's pastor. a pastor. Okay, yeah. keep this cat in mind that he. This is a, this is a Christian. This guy's leading other Christians. That's Pastor Q. Now, uh, Pastor Q. Good, good. Yeah. We got that, that far down in the alphabet. Yeah. A through no, R was C-U-E. A through huh? Q C U. Oh, so we got to C. Yes. Okay, yes, gotcha, yes. gotcha. I was thinking. I mean, we got through uh, A through P. P was mm. busy, but it's only A and B that yes, were busy. Gotcha. Yes, okay. Yes. Yes. Um, did they take off their hat? And the next minister is available. Yes, is that what it yes, is? Yes, it's yes, A's available. Let's yep. keep going. Um, is he right that the Oath Keepers did not call out Trump and the Trump protesters when they were being violent? I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know. I don't follow the Oath Keepers. No. I mean, I just learned about the Oath Keeper right now. So but you know what? Know. Would it shock you to find out they didn't? No. 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 And if he's right about that, and I'll go ahead and say he's right. They didn't? Good. Good for you. Good job. Right? You're yeah. right. I'm going to stand with you on that, Pastor CUE. Who doing his campaign when black people were being punched in the face? He even offered to 
way to get people uh, out wait, of jail. Wait, hold it, hold it right there. Q, what are you talking about? Yeah. Pastor Q, I was giving you the benefit of the doubt, and you're saying black people. I think other people were punched in the face, yes. too. I don't think it was exclusively, and I no. don't think Trump was like, we've got to punch black people in the face. It'll be tremendous. Who doing his campaign when black people were being punched in the face, he even offered to pay to get people out of jail if they would assault people. And so now... Hang on, hang on. Not if they insulted people. He said if they stood up to him, whatever, that's not exactly right. But that was certainly not directed at black folk and not saying we'll help you whiteies. And so now, all of a sudden, they want to come to Maxine. Number one, because she's a woman. And number two, because she's black. And they wanted to intimidate her. And now that we know, they know we're here to defend her, they decided not to come. Hold on a second. Hold on. Um... Is that why they were there? Because nope. she's a woman or she's nope. black? I'll give nope. the Oath Keepers that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say they don't give a flying fig. No. I don't give a flying fig. I'll no. give them the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Um, but did you notice what the pastor did at the end? He said, but uh, once they knew we were here, they didn't show up. Mm. This is a minister. What is that doing? What is that really saying? Mm. He called them out. He called them chicken. Yeah. He called them puss bags, right? Yeah. That's what he was doing there. He just... Puffs up his he chest. puffed up his chest. We drew a line in the sand. I essentially daring them to come back. I really, minister? Is that what you're doing? Mm-hmm. One other noteworthy piece that the montage that I found online that that was a part of. There's a video clip. In fact, the guy who was banging the five-gallon drum from Home <laughs> Depot. America was never great. That guy was part of Revcon. What is Revcon. I've heard Revcon. That. Look him up. The revolutionary communists. Oh, yes. Yes. That they were out there in full force. The Revcons, they didn't may be a, all... Uh, Revcoms. Revcoms. Didn't you see them during the marches? Yes. Yes. I remember they were them. there yeah. at the RNC, RNC and the DNC and somewhere else. I've seen them. But they were definitely the RNC. They were based or started something, even though they may be all over now, out of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And I got to know him because the guy who founded him, Nutcase from the Coventry area, <laughs> there's even like a little storefront there where they sell his books and whatever. And uh, I remember I had the run-in with one mm-hmm. of them at the uh, RNC convention yeah. in Cleveland. I go down, there was this huge protest. So I go down, I'm talking to some people, I'm doing Facebook Live, and uh I asked the one guy, I'm like, hey, who's going to talk to me here? Because you're all nuts. <laughs> so who's going to talk to me? You got to talk to Steve or whatever his name was. He comes up. He was kind of the leader out there. And I go, all right, so what are the RevCon? I think they say RevCon, but I think it's Revolutionary Communists. Maybe it's yeah. RevComs. Anyway, I'm like, what are you guys, what are you out here for? What are we, whatever. And I started asking him a couple questions. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, communism because it's blah, blah. And I go, well, yeah, how do you do that? <laughs> how's that work? And I just asked him some, okay, great. You want this even and fair and whatever. How's that work? Tell How me. are you going to do it? And he was like, it's all in the book that this leader of theirs yes. wrote. And I was like, Let me have one. okay, uh, can you tell me about it? It's in this book. And it was more like a pamphlet. And I go, all right, well, let me see it. I'll leave through it or whatever. And I was like, can I have this? And he goes, $8. No, no. You're communists. Yes. You're communists and you're selling your material. <laughs> and you I go, do wrong. you don't get the irony of that? And he goes, oh, yeah, blah, blah, and walks away. <laughs> and then he was all over. He hated me the rest of the time. And I was always there. And then I was there when he got arrested. And I was like, hey, yes. what's up, man? What's up? <laughs> the morning plays. Inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Morning Plays with Doc Thompson. All right, I found the uh, the website for uh, the RevComs. Now, there's the Revolutionary Communist uh, dot. Is it com? That would be ironic. Let me see if it is. I think it is. Dot org. Okay, good, good. Thank God. But there is the RevComs.us. It is RevCom. Uh, and you could tell the U.S. ones, and this is how I knew the guys right off, uh, RevCom.us. Their logo, their their color scheme, their brand, black background with the same font letters, and the color of the letters fade from red to like orange to yellow to white. It kind of has that look to it. And it looks like the guy was talking about their leader in America is Bob Avakian. And the Bob Avakian Institute is in Cleveland, or is in uh, Chicago. I'm sorry, the what? Bob Avakian Institute. There's an institute? Yeah, exactly. I, I know it's it's uh, confusing because when you yes. think Bob Avakian and Institute, you think he's been institutionalized. institutionalized. That makes so what, much yes, sense. Yes. No, it's not. Uh, he has an institute. I don't know what it's like, but the Bob Avakian Institute is located in West Jackson Boulevard in Chicago. Do they have an internship program? I don't know, but uh, you can go to their website, uh, the Bob Institute.org, and it says home, our mission, BA's body of work, uh, official biography. What do you want? Uh, their mission? Let's see. I would mission like to statement. have another mission, please. Okay, the mission statement when I click on it. The Bob. The Bob Avakian Institute is a nonprofit institute organized for educational purposes. Its mission is to preserve, project, and promote the works and vision of Bob Avakian with the aim of reaching the broadest possible audience. Oh my gosh, talk about douchey. To fulfill this core mission, the Bob Avakian Institute will undertake to educate the public about the pathway and provocative philosophies and political synthesis of Bob Avakian has developed over the past few years. By the way, when I was reading real face, fast like that, people were like, oh my gosh, the tape's bleeding <laughs> up. See, it's recorded. <laughs> Uh, okay, and it's all about. Oh, this is so. This is about him. You know what? You know what? Bob Avakian loves more than revolutionary communism. Bob Avakian, exactly. Oh, he loves him. him Bob Avakian. This is like that guy you told me about the museum that was about himself. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. So what do you want? Uh, biography. You want to do a biography? We'll do a biography because yes. that was their mission to promote yeah. Bob Avakian. And it sounds like it's about okay. Bob Avakian. Ah, uh, Bob Avakian in parentheses. B A. Official biography. Oh, I don't want the unofficial. And then there's a bizarre picture of him, kind of a watercolor type yeah. thing. And it says, if you don't have poetic, it's a quote from Bob. Oh, okay. They have at the top. If you don't have a poetic spirit or at least a poetic side, it is very dangerous for you to lead a Marxist movement or to be the leader of a socialist state. So you have to be a poet too to lead. <laughs> then it says, Bob Avakian is the architect of a whole new fr- framework of human emancipation, the new synthesis of communal- communism, which is popular, popularly referred to as new communism. Read more. That's his biography. Oh, no, poor Bob. That's that's his that's, that's his resume. That's, Your biography is, and Bob starred in this movie and led this and was out at the, you know, Republican convention and no. re- wrote four books and right. Uh-huh. That's it. Bobo. And then it says read more about his blah blah blah. Mm. <clears throat> Bobo, you need you need to work. Wow, this is really. You know what? No, you know what? No, that I'm happy for this. Are you? Yes. Because not too many words. Oh, Boom. there were a lot more words oh, that were? I didn't get to, but oh, it was all oh, more okay. about that. But it, it certainly wasn't his <laughs> biography. That seems like a bit of a failure there. 
Hey, if you get a chance, go to earthwater.com. Actually, Why? go to theblaze.teamearthwater.com yes. and become an Earthwater affiliate. It's an opportunity to, for you to actually make money. I mean, if you're not a revolutionary communist and you appreciate <laughs> money and would like to buy things, um, sign up for the Earthwater program, the affiliate program, because you can make a 40% weekly commission. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say it is revolutionary communist free. Because they don't care about money. No, they don't. Unless they're selling Bob Avakian's books. $8. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. You've heard us tell you about how you can make money, a 40% weekly commission, just by telling people about Earthwater. You don't have to stock it or ship it. There's no monthly minimum or auto ship. It's all handled by Amazon. You just have to tell people about it. And when they buy via your unique link, boom, 40% weekly commission. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. That's theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Start your affiliate program today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Chris, uh, I'm curious if uh, if we should, if you think we should go to Chicago and uh, attend the Bob Avakian Institute. I would love to go to the Bob Institute. I mean, I'm curious. Uh, like you said, I believe there there's a satellite institute in Cleveland or part <laughs> of it because I I remember these guys when I was out there telling me about mm-hmm. it. It's in, it's in Coventry, kind of a hippie little area there. So I'm curious. We'll have to find more. Saw a headline this morning from ABC News. Okay. The headline is, First American All-Black Expedition Team Climbs Mount Kilimanjaro. Now, we see this stuff all the time. Hey, it's the first black senator from the state of. It's the first black CEO of a Fortune 500 company. It's the first black coach in the NBA. Whatever it is, right? We always see that. The Mm -hmm. first black Mm -hmm. this, that, or the other. I want you to really listen to what the headline was. The first American all-black expedition team climbs Mount Kilimanjaro. Okay. The first black expedition team? No. No. First black American. Expedition team. Expedition team. You know where Mount Kilimanjaro is located? No. Africa. Oh. You know what they have in Africa? A lot of black people. A lot of Africans. Yes. The first all-black. Notice they didn't put African-American. No. They could have put that. Why? Because they know it's a bullcrap headline. This doesn't matter. No. Really. No other expedition team has been all African. There's never been like four of them that went up. Of course they have. This is a non-story. This doesn't matter. This is crap, ABC. This is the worst of reporting. Yeah. The first American all-black expedition team, Doc. Oh. (laughs) What does that matter? Have there been Africans? Yes. All Africans? Yes. By the way, you know, when most people climb Kilimanjaro, Mm -hmm. you take locals with you. You do. Yes. Because they know the path. They're going to keep you safe. In fact, you really put your life in their hands. And you know what they are? They're African. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who know how to climb. And they know the area. Such a non-story. Yes. Let me read some of it for you. Please, please. This is how the story starts. 
Headline, First American All-Black Expedition Team Climbs Mount Kilimanjaro. For many, climbing Africa's highest mountain in Tanzania may seem like an impossible feat, but for one determined group, they never imagined accomplishing the summit of a lifetime and making history as the first U.S. all-black expedition team to hike Mount Kilimanjaro. A unique group of 11 climbers ranging in age from 25 to 60 and from all over the country. They were brought together through Outdoor Afro. <laughs> no, uh, I don't think this means it's just people that have Afros That's and spend a lot of time okay. outside. All right, cool. This is my indoor Afro. This is my outdoor Afro. It's confusing because a lot of black folk will wear wigs. So, you know, that's not it. As it turns out, the article explains what it is. Okay. The next sentence. A national nonprofit organization founded on creating a network that inspires African-American connections and leadership in nature. Now they went all African-American. <laughs> Not black folk there. No, no. No. So this is this was their plan. So they inspired whatever and seems a little pointless knowing that uh, Kilimanjaro is surrounded by Africans and there are tons of Africans up and down that mountain yeah. all the time. Yeah. One of the climbers they interviewed said, there are misconceptions about black people not having a global perspective. <laughs> I'm sorry? Uh, I have never considered black no. folks having or not having a global perspective ever. No. That has never... Those two thoughts have never... I have never thought that any one race does not have a global yes. perspective. I have never thought that one race does have a global perspective. What? Do Asians have a global perspective? Uh, I, I, sh- sure. sure. No, I, why I is, know. why is that a, do white folks have a global, uh, I, sure I, I do. Do mm. black folk have a, uh, I, no, I don't know. <laughs> how would, how would global perspective be limited to one race or others? How would people have that misconception? Now, if she meant black people in the U S ah, they don't have a global perspective. Mm. Um, all I see is minorities that hate Trump screaming to give out Russia and all these global issues. Again, never crossed my mind. Nope. There are misconceptions about black people not having a global perspective. And this journey allowed us to change the traditional narrative to reflect what it means to be a person of color and adventurous. <laughs> Any thoughts on that, Chris Cruz? No, I'm just going to wait because you probably have more. No, I limited it there. Oh, she, you did? She said okay. But even at that point, I was thinking so many words. Yeah. And this journey allowed us to change the traditional narrative to reflect what it means. Shut up. Here's us. Change the narrative to reflect. What? What? That people don't have, black folks don't have a global a perspective? Global perspective, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, ABC, you were the worst of journalism. This, this showed the worst of journalism. Now, is it nice that these people accomplished this? Yes. That part, cool story. That's, nothing to do with their race. No. It has nothing to do with it. 11 people aged 25 to 60. That's actually a better story. That is, as young as 25 and as old as 60, climbing their ass up that mountain. That's awesome. Huge. That's amazing. That's more than I did this morning. If they had just said, hey, here's some people from all over the country that got together and decided they're going to go and whatever. Cool, cool. That's, that's all right. Yeah. It's certainly not a story that ABC News needs to be covering at this level. This is more of a People Magazine, 
maybe a time or a news week that you mm-hmm. do different types of like longer like or background local, stories or local story, right? Like if, yeah, a local affiliate. Right, because they were all over the country. Yeah. So if they're like Chris Cruz, you know, from right here in our hometown of Walla Walla, Washington, exactly. end up climbing with these 10 other people. Yep. You're right. That's cool. Local boy does good. Climbs yep. Mount Kilimanjaro. I'll give you that. That's fine. Yep. Traditionally, ABC News and CBS and NBC, they wouldn't cover stuff like this. No. Unless there was more to it. Yes. The fact that they climbed a story like this would have to be... This would be Time or Newsweek back in the day because they would do the whole background of it. They would spend Mm. more time telling the biographies and the background and all that. Remember, ABC News, prior to the internet and all this, it was their broadcast. And then they would send affiliates stories as well. But it was primarily the broadcast. And you don't get, unless it's like 2020 or something or 60 minutes, you don't get long form. You get two, three minutes. That's it. So they're not going to spend it on, and Chris Cruz, being an African-American, joined the first American all-black non-story fake news. It is. It's fake news. Yeah. Shocking. All right. uh, Let's get to some tweets. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. Got to tell you about EOD Fudge, though. EOD Fudge. Man, this stuff's good. Mm. What an awesome group of people. Great company. Nice family. Really good products. I'm not kidding when I say this is probably the best candy I've ever had. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it. It's difficult to say because candy means candy, so many things. Yes, I was it could say. be that old lady ribbon candy. Mm. You know the old lady ribbon candy you get? Mm. Looks like a ribbon. Yes. The hard candy that they mm. put in the... And you go to take a piece from your grandma's candy dish and the whole thing comes out. Yeah, a little bit of lint. And <laughs> little dust. Grandma, you need to start dusting the hard candy. <laughs> right. Because there's that candy. Then there's uh, Candy Shoshanowitz. Which one is that? That one? was a girl I grew up with. Oh, okay. You know, so there's that oh. type of candy. <laughs> and there's candy down the block. There's candy down the block. That's a different candy as well. How much is candy? 20, 20 bucks, same, same as downtown. downtown. There's all kinds. There's chocolate. There's whatever. So this is a limited yeah. form. But from what it is, and I can't describe it. This sounds like such a a made-up thing to say, or <laughs> BS or marketing, and I don't know any other way to say it other than fresh. Not fresh as in, like, not stale. It's just really good quality. Yeah, it I, is. Like, when you eat it, it's not just, oh, my gosh, this candy is good. You also don't feel as bad about yourself for eating candy and sweets mm-hmm. because it is, like, you know, the the pecans they put on it. Awesome. You can tell they're real high quality. Uh, EODFudge.com is the website. EODFudge.com. Offer code Blaze if you go there. Uh, they're going to give you 10% off. If you remember, we interviewed Aaron Hale. He's the former Navy chef who uh, turned uh, in, uh, changed in the service in the Navy to become uh, an explosive ordnance disposal team leader and had the IOD blow up in his face and was blind. IED, IED excuse yeah. me. Uh, blow up in his face. It blinded him. He doesn't have any sight. And then he got an infection and lost his hearing on top of it. Come on. Regained a very little bit in one ear because of surgery in that. And is such an inspiration, not because he's like, I'm going to go out there and inspire people just because he's like, you know, who he is. If I were ever, ever able to survive something like this, okay. and I probably would not, because I would be feel so sorry for myself. I would be rocking back and forth and bitching at people, <laughs> wouldn't want to do anything. But if I if I could get beyond it, okay. this is who I'd be. This is who you'd be. No, n- maybe not that successful. Yeah. But my attitude like that. He's oh just, yeah, the attitude. Yeah. The attitude yes. is just like I got to go do this stuff because you know me. I don't like to ask people mm-hmm. for help. Yeah. So if I got beyond it, I would just be like, "Come on, man, I can do this." 
<laughs> it would probably be like this for me. No, no, I don't need your help. It'd be like <laughs> that's what it would be like for me. But I appreciate his attitude so much. He's not trying to inspire people. He just does and in the process inspires people. But what a great family. Uh, check it out at eodfudge.com. eodfudge.com. 10% off your order if you use the promo code Blaze. Order some today. Makes great uh, gift uh, ideas too. A little gift box. Oh, yeah. There. Try it today. eodfudge.com. Uh, you got the Bob blah, blah. Love the Bob blah, blah. Apparently, bullhorns are now standard issued at certain pastor schools. They must be. I think they are, whatever. I think that, that's actually in the protest school. You get a blowhorn and that's it. A bullhorn? A bullhorn, yeah. No, not a blowhorn. That's 20 bucks downtown. It's a different thing. <laughs> America was never going to be. Wrong button. <laughs> There's ketchup on Doc Signing Sack saying, didn't Bob Avakin once work for Playboy? That's a different Bob, that's, I think. That's that's what I'm saying. Is that Bob, Bob Avakian, I think he, uh, may, maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. I mean, uh, he has ideas solid enough to work for Playboy. <laughs> America Defender saying, how much does it cost to call out hypocrisy of a communist? A buck, Simmons downtown. <laughs> God, he was so pissed off at Oh, me. yeah. I remember that they, from the video. First of all, these yes. are really angry people. And I probably should have said this, too. We were talking about the Revcoms. Uh, I got to ask Jason Buttrell to do some more research on him. The fact that they showed up there leads me to believe that they may be tied to some of these other George mm -hmm. Soros-type funded groups. I always kind of knew they probably were, but the fact that they're out there now mm -hmm. at some of these new protests and rallies, I wonder if they haven't uh, been refunded. Mm. Uh, somebody rehomed some money <laughs> over to the Revcoms. Yes. And I wonder if they're tied in with the, um, who's the other mobile, uh, Credo Mobile. Credo Mobile. A lot of these are tied together. And by the way, a lot of these go back to Acorn. Oh, yeah. Acorn is still around, folks. It never went away. They just changed the name and broke it up because they had a bad image for a while. All those little tentacles are still out there. It's like a hydra. You cut off one tentacle and one head, four more pop up. They're still out there, and the Revcoms are part of it either directly or indirectly. Uh, catch up on PU saying, hey, Doc, how much is an outdoor slash indoor afro? 20 bucks. 20 same, bucks. Same <laughs> DMX DM saying, Doc, the real question is, do you bless the rains down in Africa? I'm not sure if I bless them down in, the, in Africa or if God blessed the rains down in Africa. I feel like that's a song. It is. It's called okay. Africa. Okay. It's by Toto. Okay. But I screwed up the lyrics one day in front of Pat and he corrected me. Oh, so I'm not sure. Okay. Did God bless the rains down in Africa or did I bless the rains down in Africa? I can't remember. Uh, you know what, DM? I feel somebody did. Bless the rain down in Africa. <laughs> uh, Neil before Zach saying, I want some candy. Sir, sir, candy only dances on Tuesdays after four. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I'll be back. Is Shanae in? Is Bambi here? Uh, is is uh, Emerald? <laughs> Emerald's got to be. Jade. Cherry. Jade. Jade's got to be Jade. one of them. She's the Asian dancer. <laughs> right? Turquoise. Is that the. Uh, <laughs> nope. Is that the Native American <laughs> dancer? Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Uh, Scruffy Nerdherder. America is never great. Hi, hi, how are you? Scruffy Nerdherder saying, did Doc Tussin just say an IUD exploded? I know, IUD. That's very different. You don't want that to happen. That's an interuterine device. That's going to be really bad. You don't want nothing to explode like no, that No, there. exactly. That, <laughs> I don't think that's a problem. 
I mean, if you say I had an explosive moment, that's very <laughs> yes. That's that can be yes, very that good. That can be very good. Yes. It yes. Was, <laughs> how was your night? How was it? Well, Steve came over. It was an explosive moment. Oh, wow! That sounds really. That sounds very <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, that that's very different, though. Yes, that's not. <clears throat> thank you, thank you for calling me out on that. That's funnier than I realized. Yes, you did. You did. Uh, I saw a headline from The Sun just now. A man has been rushed to a hospital with serious injuries after being shot in Canterbury. Oh. Where's your Canterbury? No, I don't think. Front? I don't think. <laughs> that's a place. Oh, I don't think that's that, a that bo- helps, uh, body part. Okay, thank you. Thank you for correcting uh. me on that. A lot of, <laughs> learning a lot of things here today. Lots going yeah, on. Keep him coming. Uh, about 45 minutes or so from right now, your Friday leftover. Something to break in. We'll be back in a moment on this. The Morning Blaze. <laughs> Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. We'll be right back on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, there's a bizarre exchange. I, I don't have a lot of time to spend on it today. That Chris was some girl who had tweeted about stealing some McDonald's bags yeah. or something. McGriddles. She McGriddles. stole McGriddles bags when she got uh, let go from McDonald's in New York. And it was this odd exchange, and then she was all triggered or whatever. So Chris, of course, poking her in the eye a little bit there. Yeah. But we invite her on the program yeah. to get to the bottom of it because Twitter is such a bad medium for debate. Yes. All social media is yes. such a bad yes. medium for debate, yet people do it. Yes. And that's the reason we invite him on. Even if we're giving you the business, what we've said, we get you on the air here. We'll ask you tough questions, debate it a little bit, yeah. but we'll treat you with respect. We're not just going to you know, take cheap shots. We'll take a couple cheap shots, but we're not yeah. just going to take cheap shots. Anyway, so we invited her on. What's her Twitter guy? Sarah MCG Beauty. Sarah MCG Beauty. She says, when I quit my jobs in McDonald's in 2013, I took a giant bag of frozen griddles with me and hosted a breakfast party. Then my friend quit in 2016. He smuggled another bag of McGriddles so and gave it to me. So a bag, you mean of the food, not just the wrapper bag? No, I'm talking thing. about the whole thing. You screen grab that, I right? screen grab that, yes. Okay, tweet out the screen grab and then retweet yep. her or something like that. Yep. And hey, in the audience, if you would retweet this and just ask her nicely. I mean, you don't have to give her the business. No. Say, there seems to be some confusion. Put it in your own words, however you want to say it. Uh, Twitter's a bad uh, place for debate. Doc and Chris will treat you with respect, but they want to understand because she's kind of changing her story here. Yeah. And I would like to know, hey, yes. if we're missing something, fine. Yeah. And then she said that that's not what she meant. I was like, no, that's like, we had this conversation back and forth. The only reason why this triggered me was because the it was McDonald's. You stole from a place that is... A family business. Right. You're, it's my family business. Right. Your mom and dad. Yeah. And fam- so I'm like, what are you doing? So she now changes back the store and then she's all oh, ugly guys are telling me that I'm the thief. Yes, you are. Right. A thief. Okay. And if you're not, come on. Just We just want to understand. We Tell just us, explain understand. to us how yep. you're not. And then, hey, fine. Yep. So if you would, please do that again. Please be nice and just, you know, ask her to join us on the air because I think Chris sent her a DM. or. An- I No, I actually emailed her. Oh, you found her email? I found her email because she has it on her um <laughs> Twitter bio, just like I have mine. And and then she said, this is for business only. Yeah, that's what I'm contacting you about. What is she, where does she work? Is it a uh, She does media? makeup. She does makeup. Oh, okay. Yeah, she and that's makeup. fine. Again, we'll treat you respect. I just want to understand how we're wrong. Yeah. Maybe we'll end it and go, we weren't wrong, or maybe we'll go, we will, but fine. So again, be nice. Uh, 
Is, was it a McDonald's bag that was being burned? No, I, no. It was a Burger King's bag, and I want Burger King today to come out and tell me if they support flag burning. Oh, that's a great call. That's a good call. You know what? Maybe you send out that video. I just, uh, the one I tweeted out was America was never great. I don't know if you could see it. No, a you can't. Yeah, I'll tweet out the other video. Okay, Chris that will tweet out the that, other yep. one, then I'll retweet it. Uh, maybe you tweeted Burger King and say, do hey, you do you support flag burning? Now, you know that I hate when people do this. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this for satire to see if this will go big, to see if people get on. I don't actually believe this. No. Burger King is not responsible no. at all for this. No, they're not. Not at all. But we've seen from previous... When they've done it with Whataburger and others or yep. whatever, I want to see if the right will pick up this story and run with it in all seriousness. This yep. is all seriousness. Yep. See if they'll do it. I think they will. I oh, think yeah. there'll be stories written about it. Oh, yeah. And what about people who prune shrubbery? Actually, can they can they call the uh, the alliance of roof and water? Oh, that's good. That's a good that's point. Them. Yes, we need a statement from, uh, from the uh, United Union of Roofers, Waterproofers, and Allied Workers, local number thirty six. Yeah, because I think that falls under Allied Forces. Does that mean there's at least thirty five other local chapters? Yes. <laughs> and Allied Workers, people who didn't fit under the roofers and waterproofers. I term. think this is the, the shrubbery guys. The shrubbery guys, egg <laughs> the, candlers. <laughs> The landscaping. The landscape, it's all in there. (laughs) I'm seriously, I want to know, and I'm going to get Jason Buttrell on this uh, and see if he'll. Glenn and Jason, Glenn's team, did a lot of really good research over the years about groups like Acorn. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who really, got to give Glenn credit, he really exposed George Soros and Acorn and all those ties. Mm -hmm. They did the Tides Foundation and all those. He was great about that. And they've they've managed to hide more now. Yeah. They took up other de- different tactics and that. I want to get them on and see how they've reorganized. Mm. And I want to know how many, um, who all pay, um, uh, Credo Mobile is affiliated with. Mm. Because they, we know they're at the center of this thing. It's possible that Credo Mobile is more awful than they seem. Yeah. Remember, Credo Mobile was started uh, in order to funnel money from a private business. Hey, we make profit and we're gonna take that profit and funnel it into these horrible causes right and we found out that one of their causes was to go to the homes of trump's cabinet members and threaten their families listen you want to burn a flag out on the street or something that's fine you want to protest in front of the Capitol or something like that that's fine you don't go to people's homes i'm sorry you just don't do that that's threatening families we we understand there's a difference there and if Mm -hmm. you don't then we've entered a whole new era and this is bad that's how reprehensible the Credo Mobile people are, and this is what they started, right? I want to know if they're more connected with Soros or any of these other oh, cats. Oh, wow. Maybe people are funneling, funneling them more money. money. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying they are. I could be wrong about no, this. No, yes. But imagine, and again, I'm just speculating or theorizing, wouldn't it be easy to get money into these systems by saying, no, no, Credo Mobile, we bought 4 million phones from you. Here's $45 trillion from the George Soros Foundation. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Then it, it's kind of a laundering money and getting around some of these donations because Credo Mobile has Credo Action. That's their yes. nonprofit, There's nonprofit that yep. gets funneled. So it's all like that. I want to see. I'll see if Butter will come up with it. 
in response to Credo Mobile, Patriot Mobile popped up and said, Thank God. this is BS. Yes. This is absolutely BS. And they realized it wasn't just Credo Mobile. All mobile companies are actually doing this on some Big level. Big mobile. They, all other mobile companies in America are funneling some of the money that you give them as part of their service, as part of your deal, to the things you hate, like Credo Mobile, Credo Action. So switch your account today, please. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. They're going to give you $1,500 to switch to pay off any old bills outstanding with the big mobile company, and you could be done with them forever. Fine. You owe me this at tax and Obama phone tax. And all. $1,500 per account. You got multiple accounts? Boom. $1,500 per account. Plus, you can get a Motorola E4 or E4 Plus right now for 4 bucks a month. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Doc. Blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, blah, blah. Magrittles are not a cryptocurrency. Hashtag Battercoin. Are we? Ooh, Battercoin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Somehow that sounds better than pizza coin. Either, yes, doesn't it does, it? yes. Ooh, it's or wheat coin. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's batter sounds... coin. Mm. You make so many different things with batter. Yes, you can. Oh, my mind is all a Twitter yes, with batter coin. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Sad and what seemed like unlikely an odd story out of Missouri this morning at Table Rock Lake near Branson. Last night, a duck boat capsized and several people have been killed. It's actually 11. 11 people have been killed. Some of them are children. They died after the boat uh, that was carrying them out on the lake capsized. Uh, Five people and the boat are missing. Yeah. So likely there's going to be five more deaths. Yeah. I can't imagine somebody's floating out there still. I hope I'm wrong. Seven other people were hospitalized. Two of them are in critical condition. Mm. You got to believe that those critical condition two uh, also could end up dying. Yeah. Even if they don't, those other five, this could be 16, 18 people dying from a capsized yeah. boat in a lake. Yeah. There was a total of 31 people inside the boat on Thursday night. So... Likely more than half of them yeah. died. Yep. More than half. That is just. My wife texted me this morning. Actually, I got the text in the middle of the night. Uh, she was awakened about midnight to come in early for work to cover mm, this. Yeah, to cover. She'd only been in bed about an hour or so. And she texted me, texted me and said, hey, I got to go cover this. And here's the, st- the, the details. <clears throat> and when I first saw it, she said, 11 people dead, boat capsized, Branson, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how are there people? It's t- 2018. How do we lose 11 people from a boat that could not run aground, an explosion, another boat hit it, some other impact, just from drowning because the boat capsized? Well, in my mind, when I first heard it, I was thinking the river. Yeah. Because Branson is on a river. Yes. 
and that's part of the whole allure of Branson. But there's also a huge lake there called Table Rock Lake. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful lake. And it was on the lake. Because I've seen the duck boats go in the river yeah. right there. And I thought, okay, it's in the river. That just seems so unlike. Because they said the boat was missing too. And I was like, how's the boat missing? Even if the river is deep, you know it's right. How far is it going to travel with the current? We haven't had a boatload of rain. It's not like the river is really high. I'm like, yeah. how can this happen? Well, it was stormy weather. And... The weather kicked up so quick and so fast. The winds were 60 plus miles an hour. Oh, yeah. That the waves got pretty big out on the lake. There was another boat out there that barely made it back to shore. This could have been much worse. And the first boat that we were talking about that capsized, it was just the waves splashing against it and ended up tipping the boat over. And there's video out there. And then you can see that it's so choppy. And the weather is not, it's not good at all when it comes to, look at that. They oh are, my gosh, that's it's, huge. It's, it's like the movie The Perfect Storm. They're literally, it's like the movie. All you're missing is a big wave, tsunami wave. Yeah, it's the, like you see in any big body of water yeah. with the, it, wow, I it's didn't realize. It's crazy that it, the boats are so trying so hard to come to shore, and they're so close to shore too. You're right. Because people, you know, these videos are people from waiting at the shore, and those. Is that the one that capsized that yeah, you're showing me now? Yeah. Does it show it capsizing? No, no, it doesn't. Yeah, there you could say. Because there's two. So there was two uh, boats going to shore. The second boat made it. The first boat was the one that capsized. It's funny. They're they're hitting the front of the boat because you've seen those duck boats, the ones that go on land too. Mm-hmm. You know, you load up and they go down into the mm-hmm. water and take you on tour. Um, it's going against the waves and you see the waves slapping against the front and you could see how it's going to start taking on water like that. Would you ever no. think for no. a moment? Nope. That there's any serious likelihood that you and your family would drown? Nope. Being on a duck boat it's while a you're duck on boat. right, it's a du- while you're on vacation. We're not, we're not going to the seven seas right now. Right. We're not going. You know, no, we're on a river or lake, just having fun. It would. It wouldn't even cross. I mean, no. you, you know, there's potential, but of it's so course. unlikely. And obviously, this doesn't happen all the no, time. No. No. But I, again, I just can't believe that. That many people died. Yeah. In today's world, yes. I can't I, believe my it. My text this morning was wife is I was like, This is twenty eighteen. How is that possible? Yeah. And she's like, Right, exactly. And it's funny because I asked this, like, why is your wife covering this? And then you're right. Yeah. Branson br- is so close to Arkansas where you guys are. Yeah, we live in Bentonville, Arkansas, northwest Arkansas. And Branson as the crow flies is maybe like 30, 45 minutes okay. away. As Doc drives the crooked ass back Missouri <laughs> Ozark roads, it's about an hour and a half oh, okay. dr- to get there. Yeah. But as the crow flies, <laughs> maybe like 30, 45 minutes. So uh, it's within my wife's viewing area mm. for her television yeah, for station. Television so station, they're going to have yeah. to cover it. So they called her in to cover this. And she's like, wow, this is really a sad story. And yeah, that it is. is. Yeah. And then you had that um, tornado in Iowa. Did you see that? Oh, I DM saw... DM and DM was sending amazing videos. Okay, I saw somebody else that uh, follows us on Twitter yeah. in Iowa saying the the alarms are on. Mm-hmm. So did it do any damage? Was anybody uh, hurt? It did damage. I, I think it was that. like 16 people hurt. I think nobody, it, nobody killed? Anybody yeah, serious? Uh, no, I don't okay. think so. I don't think so. But it was really interesting because, uh, yeah, 27 reported tornadoes rip through Iowa. 27 reported Whoa. tornadoes. Doc, a lot of people were tuning at us and like, they're fascinated about tornado as much as we're fascinated about lava. 
Because like the tornadoes were okay. so cool. Okay, wait a minute. I've never gotten <laughs> the storm chasers before. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool. Yes. To yes. see a tornado. Yes. Provided I was really safe. Yes. Yes. I'm not saying I want to see one. No. But, you know, you see like off in the distance, you're like, whoa, you know, something yeah. like that. That would be kind of not lava cool for me. No, 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 no. But no. to them, yes. my lava is their tornado. Is their Got tornado. It. Yes. I, why didn't somebody explain this in the yes. past? Yes. Right. Uh, so you, uh, it was about 27,000 people uh, suffered uh, injuries. Power outage. Uh, power outage and small thing. And then, nothing serious. No. 10 people suffered injuries after the tornado struck. Okay. So it was more like, but it's fascinating to see all the pictures. Look at that. Now I've seen um, water spout tornadoes, those out over the lake. Oh, those are cool. Yeah. You ever see those, uh, which is amazing. Those are really cool. I've seen those. Um, I've seen little dust devils. Those in the Southwest. Oh, yeah. California all the time. Actually, pretty funny too when you don't see them as well. You only really see them when there's stuff circulating. Circulates, yes. You don't see wind, right? Mm -hmm. So you see a little bit of dust. And I saw a lady one time, she's walking across a parking lot coming out of like a grocery store. And it was this small little dust devil hit her just enough where she like spun around and <laughs> dropped her groceries and a couple of them went flying and she Tornado! almost ended on, on her butt. But if you don't know what's going on, it just looked like she had a fit. Yeah. <laughs> like a slapstick routine. I was like, what the heck? I was like, oh my gosh. Little dust devil there. Uh, but it was, you know, hopefully everybody's still okay. Just 10 people injured and they're at the hospital, but nothing Nothing serious, all minor injuries. I get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. While Chris is going through a few of them because he can't trust Mordecai to do it now, uh, I got to tell you about WaxRx. Use WaxRx as the website. If you've never heard us talk about this, <laughs> if you've never heard us talk about this, the website is usewaxrx.com. And we can hear us. Clean your ears. Clean your ears. Clean like your ears. We really should text this out. Yes. Or tweet this tweet out. Tweet it out. Yes, we should tweet it out. You know what? You're because right. Because I'm not sure people are hearing yes. it. Use WaxRx and the promo code is radio to get the system shipped to your door absolutely free. It's a system that allows you to effectively, safely, and efficiently clean out the earwax from your ears so you can be as healthy as possible and hear. And you don't get that itch that sometimes you're just like, I'm going to shove my car keys in it or something like that. You don't need to do that. In fact, you shouldn't be doing that. This is a three-step system. It softens the earwax up with the drops. Then the specially designed pump, designed by a doctor... Flushes the stuff out safely, yet powerfully. It's not going to like blast you like a fire hose, Mm-mm. but it's not some weak-ass little pump there. And third is a pH balance rinse that leaves your ears soft and supple. <laughs> yes. It's called WaxRx. Use WaxRx.com promo code radio. DMXDM saying, I lived here all my life, and I've never had seen one in person. So cool. And then he tweeted out the picture that he tweeted us yesterday. Look at oh, that. Oh, wow. That's off in the distance. <laughs> Look at that. That's pretty cool. Thank God I didn't see this. I'd be worried about my coffee. <laughs> really? Not worry about DM. I mean, I'd be coffee. worried about DM and his lovely bride, oh. and also the people of Iowa. Oh. I'd be oh. like Chris. It would be like this. Oh, I'm worried about the people of Iowa. And oh my gosh, DM and his wife. Oh, and you know, uh, you know some of the other people we know in Iowa, yeah. and all oh, that'd be. And then like way down the road, they'd be like, oh, I hope it doesn't. You know, affect my coffee, coffee. you yes. know, or anything yes. like that. That's what it should be, yes. That's, I'm sure, yes. how it would have yes. been. Zippy the Wonder Monkey saying what I learned today. Has anyone asked Branson, no, has anyone in Branson asked how many Marines were on that boat? Hashtag Hank Johnson, call your office. Oh, because it capsized? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I thought that yeah. too. And I, I said thought, capsized that way yes, too. Yes, that's, that's, 
It's funny. Because there's a lot of Marines on Guam. Yes. And they make capsize. Uh, there is uh, ketchup on my tiny sack saying, seems Sarah didn't get the last laugh on McDonald's. I mean, she still has to cook the McGriddles. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. She still has to cook the McGriddles. So you stole it to show them. I'm uh-huh. having a McGriddle party. Because uh-huh. she had a party. She had a breakfast party. She had a breakfast party, so I'm assuming friends were over. Yes. And she made the McGriddles. Yeah, so she still works at McDonald's. She still worked at McDonald's, <laughs> although she wasn't getting paid. No. And she didn't even eat all the McGriddles. No. She gave away. So how many McGriddles did she get for her effort? One? One. Maybe two? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Now she said, I put them in the refrigerator and I just popped them in the microwave, microwave here and there yeah. forever and I got a little extra something. You go, oh. Okay. But you're right. She gave them to other people. She didn't even... She still had to work at McDonald's, but didn't get paid. All right, paid. so Pete, you want bacon? Right, you know they're doing special orders, too. You know they're doing grill no, orders. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. All is going to be sausage and cheese. That's it. I wanted bacon and... No, no. What do you think? I work at McDonald's? That's why I got fired. Yes, you're working at McDonald's. You're in the kitchen making McDonald's food. I don't care if there's arches out she's, front or not. She starts a McDowell. McDowell. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Sarah, I was just in your bathroom. Can you it's, clean it? Uh, it's really dirty in there. Someone, really. Um, it wasn't dirty before. I went, I dirtied it up. You need to clean that up before you get in there or whatever. This table is disgusting. Can I get a new table, please? That is brilliant. That's funny. She's still working at McDonald's. <laughs> just as leave me alone saying the unfortunate thing about radio spot for wax rs is that your best prospects can't hear your ad i know that's the problem mm-hmm. we need to come up with something wait they're watching the tv version they can see it oh no wait don't tell can't. them that they'll take their advertising elsewhere <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who the who our salesman was that sold people at wax rx <laughs> right but I, we need them on a uh, private uh, yes, team. We need yes. to do business with them more. Hey, you people that do something to clean, clean out, out the ears blockage, where people can't block let's it go for radio ads. We need to do radio commercials. That's who they you will need. hear you. It's going to be will great, they, right? Will they hear I us? mean, we're effective. We no, do we really are. well yes. for our clients. Yes. It's yes. not that. Yes, it's just that doesn't seem okay. Uh, TJ Toppin saying Marshallville. Got it pretty bad. That is not a town that can handle such a disaster er, uh, easily. Please pray for them. Of course, they're in their thoughts and prayers. Yeah, and even if people aren't seriously injured or dead, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that yeah. are displaced today. And no that power, is, no food. That's not going to be good no, for them. And I bet you Team Rubicon will be there. You know, probably Mercury will do something later this week. So, of course, they're in the Yeah, if we can prayer. help, let us let know. Let us know. Let me know yep. what we can do. Yep. Yep. All right, um... We had uh, Janine Pirro on, Judge Janine Pirro, yesterday. Yeah, she was awesome. Immediately after she was on our broadcast, she, she went, went to... The View. That was pretty cool. It got really ugly. Oh. We and ha- she, she was already warmed up with us. Oh, she was. she was. She was ready to she go. She was ready to go. It, that was like 8 o'clock in the morning. She was locked and low, ready to go. Right. We had her on at 8. She was on The View tapes, I think, at 9 a.m. 9 a.m., yeah. So that's the, so it was within within the hour. Yeah. Um, she was on with them, and it was unpleasant for her. It was unpleasant for the audience. It, it was pretty much awesome. unpleasant for everybody. We have a clip that I'm going to play. I'm going to get a break in first, but you saw the clip, right? Yes, I did. Yes. What she says we didn't see after she was kicked off the show. Oh, yeah. She said it got Did you ugly. hear the comments? No, I didn't. Oh, wait till you hear what she said Whoopi did. Oh. It's just an allegation. 
The way she described it, I believe it. So do you take the I'm judge's believe- word? Well, again, it's still an accusation. Yes, of course. We, there's no course. proof. Yes. So I can't say I stand with the judge on yes. this. But the way she described it has me leaning okay. toward her. Okay. Okay. Normally, someone puts out an allegation, you don't know anything you're going to, it could be either way. I don't have skin in the game, even though I would agree more with the ideas and values Judge Janine has. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't sway me on you know, mm-hmm. something that happened, whether I believe it or not. But the way she described it mm-hmm. mm, has me leaning. Mm. So anyway, let me get a break in. We'll play the clip, and then I'll tell you what she said happened that the audience didn't see. Coming up next in The Morning Blaze. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Because HR said we had to. So, it's the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. Neil had a uh, great point, which is shocking, but Neil had a pretty good point. He's spinning the dials for us radio style today, and he said, likely she conducted our interview while at the View Studios. Yeah, and because she also said, you know, hey, you know, she was kind of like kind of a soft. Rushed. Not kind of a soft. She was like, hey, uh, guys, thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Right, because so she was probably she at on. the studio. Right. Yeah. And so Neil might be right about that. Yeah, she was probably in a green room there. Yeah, and she was. Probably. They set that yep. whole thing up and did it or whatever. So she left here. Maybe we had uh, triggered her or something. She was all geared up or something like that, <laughs> yeah. all hopped up. And, oh, yes. And she threw down with The View. Now, uh, I am frustrated by The View because they don't. It's the View. Well, they don't actually, in spite of what they claim, want to have dialogue. No. They don't want to hear people from the left. And the worst thing they do, and CBS does this, and ABC, and CNN, and MSNBC, they get somebody from the right on, like uh, Meghan McCain mm-hmm. or Anna Navarro. Yeah, right. They get yep. these on. These are these are people on the right. No, they're not. These are the, they're the, not. They're progressives. The, yes. The the yes. best you could say is they're Republicans. Yes. The, right. Yes. Oh, I don't doubt that Meghan McCain is a Republican. Her dad's a Republican. Dad, he's, a Republican. he's still a progressive, and he sides has ideas that are more closely aligned with the uh, the left than with me. So they say that. Meanwhile, you, the true conservative libertarian out there, are never represented. No. Which no. is incredible. We're not represented. <clears throat> I think that's by design because they know most Americans are somewhere with their values on the plateau. Of conservative libertarian. Okay. Okay. Even a lot of people on the left, some of the people, the young starry-eyed millennials or Generation Z, the triggered little snowflakes that believe that they are progressive are not. Mm-hmm. They're libertarian. And you can you could go down the list and you can explain it to them pretty quick when you say, really, you want people to stay out of your bedroom? Fine. How about we make a deal? You stay out of my gun safe. Mm-hmm. I'll stay out of your bedroom. Fine. And you explain this stuff and you realize most people are. I think that's by design. They keep us arguing. It's Democrat yeah. versus Republican. Yeah, of course. Anyway, so she goes on the show and Janine is clearly in the tank for Trump and that's fine. She supports him and that's fine. Uh, as we said, there's some things I don't agree with her on. There's some things we do. She does make a good point in her book about the Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah. She's absolutely right about that. And there is a conspiracy against him. Sure. Is it a government conspiracy? No. There are some people in the government that are and working it, but it's no different than any other president where people are out there that are conspiring against him. 
There's a lot of people out there that mm-hmm. are actively doing that. Some power brokers as well. She goes on The View, and they, they get into it a couple of times oh, back yeah. and forth. We don't have time to play the whole exchange. No. Janine is not a shrinking violet. Janine goes at it. She expresses herself. She's a prosecutor. She was a prosecutor. She is smart, she, and she's not going to relent. No. The ladies of The View are the same way, Yes, and that's yes. fine. That's where the problem came in because Janine was... She knew she was. She knew she was going in the lion's den. Yeah, and they started ganging up, and Whoopi started giving it to her, and they started going at it. Now, we pick it up later in the show, late in the show, where she, Megan McCain, makes some point, and then Janine, you can't really hear her say it because they're all talking over each other. She says <laughs> something about Trump derangement syndrome again, mm. and <clears throat> Megan says, I, I, "That's not me," and it, by the way, it is. She hates him because he called out her dad. It is her as well. But Janine points to the other end of the table where Whoopi is. Uh And it triggers Whoopi that she essentially called Whoopi uh, somebody who has Trump derangement syndrome. Listen. I also think it's important, as we said, 89% of the Republican Party still supports him. He still has huge popularity in the country. And if Democrats don't get their you-know-what together, he's certainly going well, to get reelected. Here's my question for you. Here's my question for you because you talk about... You, you talk about... I am not, Judge. Nobody no, is... I, no, oh, yeah. Did you just point at me? Yes! Listen, I don't have Trump derangement. Let me tell you what I have. Okay. I have a lot of... I'm tired of people starting a conversation with Mexicans or liars and rapists. I'm tired of people starting a conversation about this country. Listen, I'm 62 years old. There have been a lot of people in office that I didn't agree with, but I have never, ever seen anything like this. I've never seen anybody whip up such hate. I've never seen anybody be so dismissive. And I... And clearly you don't watch the show, so you don't know that I don't suffer from that. What I suffer um, from... Hang on a second. She doesn't have Trump derangement syndrome. Let me tell you how I don't have it. What I have is hating Trump, and I'm going to say a bunch of stuff that's not true about him. What will happen when you she You know said what that is? Trump that's derang- Trump derangement syndrome. And when she said, get out of my behind. Remember that yeah, clip? Yeah, exactly. That All was... That. Right, that- listen. From that, what I suffer from is the inability to figure out how to fix this. That's my issue. But one of the things that you talk about a lot, and I'm curious about it, is the deep state. How long has the deep state been there, and who's running it? Well, the, the, I want to answer your question. Yeah, you so. How much is the deep state? 20, 20 bucks, same as downtown. <laughs> is the deep state. How long has the deep state been there, and who's running it? Well, the, the, I want to answer your question because you gave you had actually an, ask oh, no, you a question. You had I, your I, opening statement, which was how horrible it is that Donald Trump no, is talking no, no, about all you, of no, these I'm people. Sorry, you know what that's I think what you said. Horrible? You said, well, but you know you what's said horrible? that when it people was, who it's shouldn't okay. be here end it's, up murdering the children of American citizens. You know what's horrible? What's when, horrible when the president of the United States whips up people to beat the hell out of people. Say goodbye. She said, say goodbye, and then she kicked her off the show. Now, it was at, conveniently for Whoopi, it was at the end of the break. It was at the end of the break, I yeah. saw her glancing at the cameraman yeah. for a time yeah. check, so she was just trying to be sensational yep. and all and that or whatever. Let me get the last word right. in. She told Hannity last night. Who? Uh, Janine. Okay, of what happened it. after she got off. Okay. She said, I wanted to go on the show to discuss the book. The truth is it was just an attack on Trump and me. Mm. I sat there as Whoopi Goldberg um, uh, pontificated about how horrible Trump was. And at one point I said, you know, I'm here to talk about the book. And she went ballistic. Well, she said, when I went off stage, 
I'm walking downstairs and I said something like, whoopee, I fought for victims my whole life. And then she came up to me as I was leaving and said, F you in my face, literally spitting at me. Now, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt, Whoopi, and say maybe she had a lot of spittle. Not yes. that she went too in her yeah. face. Yes. That she had spittle where she was so yes. passionate. Okay. Literally, though, spitting at me. F you. Get the F out of this building. And I said to her, did you just say that? She said, that's what I said. Get the F out of this building. And she was screaming at me, and I'm walking out of the building like a dog who was just kicked off. Wow. Now, that's an allegation from Janine. It could be fake. It could not. Maybe it's not true. Maybe it's absolutely true. Maybe it's something in the middle, and this is her perspective of mm-hmm. it. But based on how the words she used, how she described Whoopi, she said, I said to her, did you say that? And she said, that's what I said. Get the F out of this building. I see that. The way she, the word she said Whoopi used sounds like something Whoopi would say. Yes. So I have to lean, just again, my lean. opinion, lean toward, yeah, this probably happened like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And Whoopi absolutely is triggered by all this. Oh, Sadly, Whoopi is somebody who could be, based on her yes. political beliefs in the past, be more reasonable with this stuff. But unfortunately, she's not. That leads me to believe she does have Trump derangement syndrome like these people. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Just like Scruffy Nerf Herder saying, Doc, the first step to recovery from Trump deranged syndrome is admitting you have Trump deranged syndrome. Whoopi will never recover. No, she won't. That's the hardest part is saying, hey, I have a problem. Yes. Help is available. Yes, it is. But you have to admit you have a problem. Yes. Do we have the Trump clip? Uh, we're not going to have time for it now. I'll get to it uh, a little bit later at some point. Uh, all right, yeah, we uh, won't get to it after the break because we have our Friday leftovers coming up. So Ooh. that'll be a nice break from all of yes. this. We'll break, regroup, and come back. All right, tell us what you've learned. Don't forget throughout the uh, Friday leftovers, tell us what you've learned with the hashtag What I Learned Today. This is the Morning Blaze. with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Doc Thompson, and you're listening to The Morning Blaze. And if you like what you're hearing on this show, then you probably will like Pat Gray Unleashed, available now wherever you download your favorite podcasts. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. It is the Morning Blaze and being sponsored in part today by realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn and Tanya started realestateagentsitrust.com because they personally were frustrated trying to sell their home. And I understand what that's like. Man, is it difficult. I've uh, sold real estate. I acted as an agent for a while. And it's just so old. I love how you say you acted. I mean, I was a real estate agent. I mean, I, I had my license, whatever. But it's just also old. Do you realize most of what most real estate agents do is so old tech? I mean, I understand how they think. It's still this whole long, unnecessary, have open houses BS, and it just doesn't work. And you're paying them a pretty good size commission on that. You know what? 
sign up with realestateagentsitrust.com and things are a little bit different. First of all, they've all been vetted. It's a network of over 1,200 agents all across America that are rigorously vetted to make sure they're qualified to join. Their experience, their marketing plans are different. It's not just locked into that old way of doing things. And the bottom line, it's going to work. They share values with you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Sign up today. At least investigate. Don't just go, well, Sarah said that I should use her real estate agent because it works so well. Or John. Or I used this one before. Use my nephew. Right. My nephew just got his license. He did. You know what? No. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. And now, Doc Thompson presents The Friday Leftovers. Mmm. These are the great stories we didn't get to earlier in the week, so we will get to them now. A man attempted to rob the Mercantile Bank off University Drive in Parkland, Florida. That's Florida. Florida, yeah. I used to be there. The key word in that first sentence? Florida. Attempted. Oh, attempted. Sorry. It didn't work out so well for him. (laughs) I want you to imagine you're working in a bank. I am. Okay, you're working uh, in the Mercantile Bank off University Drive in Parkland, Florida. Okay. As I lay out the scene here. Okay. I think, you know, what you'd be thinking. Okay. Video footage shows the man Mm -hmm. walking up to the bank. Okay. So imagine you're the the worker bee and you see this, right? You're watching someone coming Walking up to the door. And he attempts to open the front door, but is unable to because it's locked. Okay. He is wearing a ski mask and a flannel shirt. Already? Temperatures in July in Florida on that day. 80s? No, they were in the mid-90s. Ooh. And he has a full knit ski mask and flannel shirt buttoned all the way up. Yeah, this is no bueno. No bueno. You think as an employee in there that Uh, you might be thinking, huh? Keep the doors locked. Yeah, an employee went over and locked the doors. Yes. He uh, struggled with the door there a little bit and uh, didn't end up getting in. FBI agent Michael Leverock said, if you see someone on a balmy day trying to enter a bank in flannel and wearing a ski mask, lock your doors. You should call 911 from a safe distance. (laughs) Hi, your kids. Hi, your wives. You know, if you're going to do that, maybe you put the ski mask on right before or as you walk in. As you walk in. Now I know what he's thinking. Uh-huh. The security cameras They're outside and everywhere. I'm going to put this on, so I'm not going to get tricked by the outdoors Which camera. is one of the tips that we've given out. Make sure you have your ski mask before you see any cameras. Right, exactly. So that means you can't rob a bank that way no. on a hot day. Yes. Pro criminal tip number 4312. When robbing a bank on a hot day, don't wear a ski mask and flannel. We didn't think we need to say that, but I you guess You wouldn't think do. so, whatever. I think we have to now. Hey, Marge, take yeah. a look over here out the window. What is he doing? I see a guy in a ski mask. I don't know. It was pretty it's, hot when I came in. Is it snowing? Do we have a cold snap yeah. in the last 13 minutes from when what I got here? What is going on? What is that? <clears throat> if not, we better lock that door. Miami Beach police. That's Miami Beach, Florida. Florida. Got it. Got it. Say a homeless man with no arms stabbed a tourist with a pair of scissors. Whoa, you talk about... <laughs> I'm sorry. How did he stab people with no arm? Using his feet. Oh, so he uh, feet stab. That's pretty cool. A homeless man with no arm stabbed a tourist with a pair of scissors using his feet. 46-year-old Jonathan Crenshaw 
saw the cops or told the cops rather that he was defending himself. That's oh, all he was okay. doing. Okay. Okay. He was defending himself after a 22 year old named Cesar Coronado punched him in the head. Ooh. Hello. <clears throat> Coronado was visiting from Chicago. He claimed he was just asking for directions when Crenshaw grabbed a pair of scissors with his, with his feet. feet and stabbed him twice. What? He was able to get two? Before running away. Mind blown. This guy should be a motivational speaker. How is he homeless? Yes. He should be at uh, like Cirque du Soleil. Yes. Look at this. This is a guy running with a pair of scissors. And he can... Stab, Stab people. Th- Twice. Right. He able to get two jabs in there and then run. The degree and- of difficulty for the stabbing is very high. Yes. Yes. Police found Crenshaw not far from the crime scene and oh, arrested him no. after Coronado's friend corroborated his story about the unprovoked attack. Now, Crenshaw is supposedly known around Miami Beach. He's an artist. He paints out on the street okay. with his feet. <laughs> I'm not familiar with him or, Neither his, am I. or his body of work beyond being able to stab people <laughs> with scissors. So I don't know when they say if he paints with his feet, does that mean his paints, his feet are the brush or oh, he holds a paintbrush with, with his feet? I also don't know. I, I don't know what medium. I mean, is it, uh, is it on canvas? Is it on the wall? Right. Graffiti. Is it foot paint on sidewalk? Oh. You know, I don't know what his, his palette is. I'll tell you this, this man knows how to live life. Out in the street, pair of scissors. I start thinking about it. And where did he get the scissors from? I think that's his protection. Oh. Right? If you have to have something for protection, you don't have arms. What are you going to have? Either a knife and I guess a scissor. You can't have a gun. You Which can't is, really... Right, you can't pull it. No. That's probably going to be a two, yeah. both feet. Yeah, both So that means feet. you got to be on your back. It's yeah. not going to work. But... A knife, you could kind of hold that. Yeah. Scissors, though. Yeah, they got the little. They got the loops, right? Good for him. Yes. A nineteen-year-old man with a weed whacker nearly lost his thumb during a dispute with a man with a machete. Oh. Witnesses told police officers that the victim was attacking the suspect with a weed whacker, and the suspect retaliated with a machete. <laughs> The victim was taken by ambulance to Erie County Medical Center. I think the lesson here is never take a weed whacker to a machete fight. Thank you. You will lose every time. Yeah, so you're in a dispute and the guy's got a machete like weed whacker. I don't think that's going to work. No. Too many things can go wrong. Yes. I say this based on my home weed whacker, which I don't get more than, I don't know, 30, 45 seconds worth of use before something goes wrong. Okay, I got to feed the line. It's supposed to be an automatic feed. Okay, it got stuck. Okay, I got to feed. Oh, now I'm out of line. I'm out of line. How come there's no power? Oh, it came unplugged. (laughs) Yes, mine's electric. I know that's a failure. That is a fail. Because that other one, it's not the electric one. Oh, is it two cycle? Do I got to mix the oil with it? Oil with it? Yeah. Oh, how much oil to gas? (laughs) I got too much. It's not starting. Let me drain it out. Let me. (laughs) Never take a weed whacker to a machete fight. No, do not. Do not. A man in Australia recently had his day in court on charges of committing an act of cruelty to an animal. Oh, this is Australia. You know how many things can kill you in Australia? Yeah, kangaroos, Some snakes. Some like, like six of the ten deadliest snakes in the world are found Live, on yes. Australia and yes. all these other they things. They just want a new breed. 
Of snake? They just found a new breed of snake in Australia. Venomous? Yes. But it's in Australia, though, so you're good. He was charged with committing an act of cruelty to an animal. Mm. Take a stab at it. What kind of animal? Yeah. Kind of like, uh, was that a kangaroo or koala bear? Okay, and what, what was the act of cruelty? Um, punch him? No. Stab him? 31-year-old Daniel Raymond Webb Jackson is accused of having sex with a horse. Oh, hello. Ooh, a horse. I'm going to have to call foul on that right yeah. there. Like, why I horse? am going to have to call foul. Cruelty? <sighs> what was the horse wearing? Uh, no. Did the horse really know what was happening? That it was even going on. <laughs> think of the horse's yes. stature. Yes. And think of a man's stature. Yes. Oh, is that a bug? The horse is on the on the stand. The horse is like, I have no idea. <laughs> what? What happened? What did he do? <laughs> you know when they just flop their their tails? It's like yeah. it's just a little flop. I mean, the horse was in there naked. Let me just say. <laughs> yes, Mister Horse. Maybe it was Miss Horse. Miss Horse. Philly. It must be Miss Horse. Miss Horse. Can you show me on this horse stuffed animal where he where he you. touched you? <laughs> Can you show me on this My Little Pony? <laughs> He's accused of having sex with the horse. Okay. A horse trainer said the filly was left traumatized. The what? The filly, the female horse. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Was left traumatized. Mm, how do we know this? He said he was left traumatized after Webb Jackson broke into the stables earlier this year. It happened okay, earlier. Okay, happened this year. earlier this year. Okay. The trainer suspected disturbances months before this incident, okay. so he installed closed no. circuit TV cameras. There's camera. The cameras triggered an alert on his phone. Okay. He went to the stables and he caught tw- uh, the the man, 31 year old Daniel Raymond Webb Jackson, in flagrante delecto. <laughs> so he called the police. What do you do in that scenario? You let him finish. <clears throat> I think he just called the police and slink out. Okay. I don't think he interrupted him. I think Do that's going like to be bad for you. like with a hose from the, hey, get out of here, get out of here. When the police showed up, Webb Jackson admitted to committing two sexual acts with the horse. Whoa. Two. Whoa. Talk about Achiever. Right. I don't know. Well, I guess you have limited access to the horse. You know, got to get your fill. I don't know what those acts were. If it was the same act twice or two different acts, but he was he admitted to two else, sexual acts with the horse. What else can you do to a horse? He told the police, though. I, I don't. What are you? What's your problem? I don't know why the horse gave me consent. Consent. Yeah. The horse consented. He said. And I was like, "Wait, what? How did the horse consent?" He said the filly smelt his crotch and winked at him. Which Men he consent. said he believed that was a was animal consent. Now, this sounds like a pretty thin story to me. Yes. A pretty thin excuse. Yes. But do we really know what consent is in the animal, in animal kingdom? kingdom? Nay, no, the horse kingdom. No, we don't know. We don't know. I don't know. I just see animals jump and go. This th- winking, horse winking could be the equivalent of... You know, having one of these forms we got to fill out now. Is it okay if I do that? Oh, yeah. Is it okay? Yeah. yeah. Is that? I don't know. I don't speak horses. No, I do not. Do you? Yes. I mean, no, I don't. 
I'm just saying maybe they should investigate a little bit more. Bring in some sort of like horse whisperer. Do they have those? I'm sure they do. They have horse whispers, and you say, listen, how does a horse give consent? A wink and a smell. Same as downtown. Good to go. Same as downtown, right. The trainer said he was preparing to race her. Oh. But that's all changed now. She can't race now? Not because of this. She's that traumatized. Yes. She can't race. Now, remember, I don't think it's possible for him... To traumatize? No, to physically injure her. No. uh, Yeah, let's just leave it there. Because you're right. right. Yes. There's no way. I mean, if you were doing something else or whatever, I mean, yeah, you could stab, whatever. But the basic whatever, you're not going to injure her. No, you're not. So this trainer is talking mentally traumatized. Okay. Okay. Do we need a horsey shrink? He said, she is only a little (laughs) two-year-old. No, honey, sweetheart, no, you can't say that because it's not the, the same. The horse is too. No, but see, no. It's, He's uh, a pedophile bestialityist. Bestiality. I, I like that. Yeah, but no, it doesn't work like Pedophilia that. Pedophilia beast. beast al- Anyways, she's two years old. The trainer said she's only a little two-year-old. And we had to put her out in the paddock. He For said what? the filly went from being quiet to being highly strung. She changed in just 24 hours. We had to put her in the paddock to try to get her head right. You don't want to see this sort of thing happening. It's really sick stuff. I just want to make sure we're still talking about a horse, right? Yeah. I want to make sure that we're still talking about a horse. He's all... Horse race is, rape is serious, Chris. I horse didn't know. rape is serious. I didn't know it was that serious. Do you want to be raped? No, I do not. Okay, so you think the horse wants to? You think she likes it? I don't know. We don't know. She gave the wink and the smell. Well, we don't know. I mean, who knows her better? The trainer? Mm. Or the guy who... I want to say the guy because the guy got very personal with her. Well, now he knows her better, kind of in the biblical sense, but (laughs) that's true, too. (laughs) So, yeah, very disturbing. I don't think we have enough detail on this to make a judgment call. No, we need more detail. Uh, whether or not the horse offered consent, whether we or not she's really acts. traumatized. Right. I need to know the whole thing. Yeah. I would need to see you the know, video, video footage yes. of, well, of the horse beforehand to see if she and was afterwards. always low key and now she's mm-hmm. all high strung. So, uh, by the way, he was given jail time. No. Yeah. <laughs> months. That's how many he got in well, That's a lot of months. That's Actually, lot of he months. got 10 months. I just didn't feel like doing all of them. <laughs> just done two. Yeah, he was fined $700. That's it? Yeah. $700, 10 months in jail. Oh, that's not bad. That's not too bad if you're really into that. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. It's not offensive if it's true, right? This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Continuing our Friday leftovers now. Okaloosa County 911 received a call from a 27-year-old man requesting a ride. Okay. Three times. Whoa. See, they don't they don't just provide rides. It's not no. a taxi. It's not it's Uber. Not. No, like they're that. not. Dispatchers told him not to call unless it's an emergency, but he began to curse and he became belligerent. You don't want to do that. You do not want to do that. A deputy went to the man's home. He was still on the line cursing at the dispatchers when they arrived. 
Wow. He was angry. Yes. He, uh, he admitted to being the caller and was arrested. And as they were patting him down, they, uh, they noticed some things on his, on his person. Marijuana? Marijuana and yeah. Xanax, both Ooh. of them illegal. Nice. Yeah, he was charged with misusing the 911 system, felony drug possession, and a misdemeanor marijuana position, possession. Maybe, maybe when you call 911, try to bother them, don't have anything illegal on you. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's going to be bad for you. Yeah, yeah. On Tuesday, a man was convicted in federal court for his involvement in several gang activities. Oh, that's serious. Including shootings, Ooh. theft, oh. and drug activities. Ooh. He was part of the, or I guess still is part of the Up the Hill gang. The Up the Hill? Up the Hill gang. Okay, what? Can we get more information about this? They sound like badasses, don't the, they? The up the Hill. Up D-A? the Hill. Okay, it's a, it's a DA? Yeah. Up the. Yeah. Up okay, yeah. DA Hill. Yeah. Now, a um, couple failures. Doesn't this sound like a, like a geriatric? Yes. Like over the hill? Yes. Yes. Something like that. And do you really want DA in the middle of your no, gang you don't. name? You do not. I it don't looks think weird. So. Yeah. It looks so weird. Look at that. Up the Hill Gang. Now, the man who was convicted in federal court, part of the Up the Hill Gang, likely one of the leaders of the Up the Hill Gang, uh, he's known as Butt Juice. See, when you pick in a gang name, you're supposed to be like something scary, not something mockable. Either something that is new, like Crips and Bloods, yeah. that really don't have a connotation that yeah. you make scary, or something that is inherently scary, like Scarface, Scarface, or Tearface, de- Death, uh, yes. Dark, you know, Devil, blood. right, stuff like that. Up to hill, oh my gosh, no, it's Butt Juice from Up to Hill Gang. See, you guys were really prolific and good at being a gang. Yes. Oh, they, they likely killed people, Chris. Um, Rob? His, his real name is Lamont Jones, and he and members of his gang sold crack, heroin, and marijuana oh, wow. for years. Uh, Jones was likely involved in a lot of violent acts, they say, including assaults, subsequent stabbings. He stabbed someone he called a snitch. Oh. He shot, uh, was involved in a shooting two people from a competing gang. He has done some, I mean, these guys were rough. So really good at badass. intimidating, badass, badass, doing all this stuff, but not so good at the marketing. Well, the, 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 come on. The, mark, the branding juice. and marketing in and today's is, world. That's important. Branding and marketing matters. Yeah. It and, may be the most important thing. What was his name? L what? Uh, Lat- Lamont Jones. Lamont. That's a strong L town. It's better than butt juice. Yeah, I'll tell you that's that. what I'm saying. Lamont. <clears throat> Hey, here comes to Lamont. Ooh, do not piss him off. Okay, guys, we need a name. It's time to name the gang. We got to brand it. All right. We got a gang, a name for our gang. Bloods. That intimidates. It's already Street taken. Bloods. It's already taken. Um, we need something. Breaking tables. No, no, no. Mm. We need something that puts us on top, something up top, oh, something top. high, something uh, that says up, up, uh, up, uh, up, babies. Uh, Somewhere where we're going. The sky's the limit with us. Up, up. the hill, up the hill. Like we're going to go up the hill. Doesn't sound quite urban enough for us. No. Doesn't sound like where you're at with it. Okay. We're going up. Okay. We're moving okay. up the hill. Yeah, we're but going up the hill. How what about, about whoa, 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 Up the hill. That's ghetto. That's street. Up the hill. Oh, with the DA? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's ghetto. Not up the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. are we, white people? No, we're not. What are we living in Beverly Hills? No. Up no. The hill. Up the hill. The hill. And I want to thank 
one person in particular for their contributions oh, to this the... butt juice. Thank you so much I'm for sorry? your contributions. As we went, as I went through the suggestion box for names, yeah. butt, butt juice. juice had put a lot in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Butt juice. Isn't that something that you would have thought if someone called you that would you get your ass kicked? Yes. You're like, yeah. how about your name is butt juice? <laughs> From a guy who's used to shooting and stabbing people. I wouldn't know how he got that name. Because usually when you get nickname is something that you did. I what think we did understand. you do? Right. There's something a little leaky there, right? <laughs> That's more serious than butt juice. Uh Lamont. What is that on your you pants? You stood up and... What is that? What is that? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I got to believe with a nickname like Butt Juice, you're going to have a good time in prison. Yes. Right? Here he comes. Because this guy's a badass. 25 out there now. Yeah. He's going to the big house. Mm. He, I'm an up to hill gang. I'm yeah. Butt Juice, damn it. <laughs> he gets oh, in there. You're what? You see, people are like... Hey, fresh fish. My name's not fresh fish. <laughs> That's I heard the it's other Lamont. Guy. Lamont. No, no, I'm no. butt juice. I'm from Up the Hill Gang. Uh, come over here. Oh, butt juice. Okay, got you. So you want us to call you butt juice? Great. Hey, send him down to cell block D. <laughs> butt juice is going to have a good time down there. <laughs> it's like in uh, Shawshank Redemption. They're going to cast him down there at the sodomites, is what they're going to do. <laughs> couple in the UK are being shamed by some angry neighbors for their loud lovemaking. Uh-oh. One oh. Uh, neighbor posted comments on Facebook. Oh, hello. Because, you know, you can't just go, hey, hey stop it. it. Down, or, stop it. hey, police, whatever. You gotta go to the Facebook. Uh, we gotta post it. Their comments, remember this out of the UK, said, I know the heat and sunshine makes us all a bit horny. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize that. Thank but, you. But please think about all of your very close neighbors who have their windows open, and before anyone gets at me for moaning, uh, I enjoy listening to good romp as much as the next person. Okay. But this woman across the way sounded like a cross between a donkey giving birth and a large, very excitable pig. So please, next time, close your windows. Or at least make sounds the rest of us can appreciate. Thank you. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, it's a lot. There, a lot going on the Friday Leftovers. Tons going on. Yes, a lot of people are learning a lot of things. We're just an educational vehicle. That's we, all are. we are. We are. A like conduit. Would you like to know what to the listeners are learning via the hashtag what I learned today? Yes, I would. Please, you would? please okay. get them into it. Chad is tweeting out what I learned today. You never know. No, you never want to be down from down the hill, from up the hill, gang leader, butt juice. That's right. You do not want to be down no, the hill no, from the up the no. hill leader, butt juice. That's going to be bad for you, I think. 
Uh, there's Ketchum Docs, Tiny Sacks tweeting out what I learned today. The last thing you want to be called in prison is, but you from up the hill. Yes, exactly. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't think you want any uh, reference, but reference. Anything to body to your, parts. No, none no, of that. No, no. Uh, B from the SAV saying, most important thing that up the hill group needs, merchandising. And we learned that merchandising. Merchandising, merchandising. Uh, up the hill group flamethrower. Yes. Up the hill group uh, bath mat. Yes. Right? Yes. You need Lunchbox. all of those. Lunchbox. Kids yes. love the flamethrower. Love the flamethrower. <laughs> TMB Jameis tweeting out what I learned today. How much would horse sex cost? 700 bucks, same as on the farm. <laughs> on the farm. <laughs> Guess it happened at a farm, not downtown. You could probably get that downtown too. Yeah. Steven English tweeting out what I learned today. Did the horse give consent? I say nay, 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 your honor, nay, shame. And by the way, yes, thank you to all the people that tweeted the GIF from Guardians of the Galaxy. Taser face. Uh, taser face. Because everybody didn't hear. That's all they could think of. Yeah, Neil, Neil and Rob both are like, it's taser, <laughs> taser face. Taser face. Neil, you should uh, dub that off. Maybe we'll play it a little bit uh, later to remind people <laughs> of it. Right now, they got to move on, though, and uh, remind you about uh, itargetpro.com. It's a great system that allows you to train and become better at target shooting and better able to protect yourself, your family, and others by dry firing and knowing where the round would have gone. Because if you dry fire, you don't know. You're taking your guess. Well, I'm. It's it's muscle memory on pulling and trigger and racking and whatever. Okay, fine. But you don't know where it would have went. iTarget Pro works with a proprietary app you put on your cell phone that allows you to see where you would have hit because it uses a little laser round. It doesn't actually fire out of the out of the chamber. It stays right in your gun, but it gives a little laser light pulse, and you just do over and over again, and you could fire anywhere. And everywhere. You can put yourself in competition with your families. You can maximize any tactical advantage you may need at your home or work or whatever. You know, people do live uh, or um, uh, drills. You know, you do live uh, active shooter drills and stuff. Yeah, and we learned from Building America, the guy, the productus group that talk about practice is key. You have to practice. Exactly. And this allows you, so you could practice at home, your backyard, work, wherever you are. It's called iTarget Pro. The website is I, like the letter I, targetpro.com. iTargetPro.com. If you use the promo code DOC, they're going to give you 10% off. So your final price ends up being around 80 bucks or so. It's a Easy. great system you will use over and over again, and it makes a great gift. You know, we got uh, Veterans Day coming up in Ooh, uh, November. We do. You got Labor Day coming up. This would be a fun Labor Day picnic thing to do. Yes, it would. iTargetPro.com. All right, joining us now, the authors of Fierce Marriage, it's Ryan and Selena Frederick. How are you guys? Great, great. How are you doing? (laughs) Doing well. Fierce marriage, radically pursuing each other in light of Christ's relentless love. Man, there's a lot of us that could use a little marriage advice. Yes. A lot of people could. (laughs) Yeah, us included, actually. <laughs> so what brought you guys to write the book? Uh, honestly, it's uh, it's really just kind of our story. Uh, at least the first part of it is our story. Mm-hmm. And the whole premise of the book is, is uh, well, our blog is called Fierce Marriage as well. And the book's just an extension of that. But the reason we, we got into the marriage space, I think, is because uh, we had been married about 10 years. We got married really young. And we saw a lot of our friends uh, getting divorced at a really young age. And uh, we realized there was just something 
different that we were experiencing. And we thought, you know, it's time to share, for better or worse, uh, our failures, our successes, and uh, to share candidly. And for us, the whole whole reason we're we're still married is our faith in Jesus. And so we thought we'd better just share that. So the book is just an extension of that. And it's kind of our, our marriage manifesto, if you will. It's funny. A lot of people have ups and downs in relationships. And I think one of the biggest problems is we're, we're naturally very selfish people. I mean, there's part of human nature that is selfish and we're not always selfish and we do a lot of good stuff too, or can do, but man, when you're in that and the people who know you best and know where to hurt you, and you start feeling a little bit triggered and you're whatever, it's really difficult to stop and say, okay, that other person is suffering too. What about them? Because man, they are sticking it to you. (laughs) Right? Right. Right. Absolutely. So how do you do that? How do you, how do you put the other person first? Well, I think, uh, I think you nailed it. You just basically said, uh, you stop and and think of the other person, right. And, And stop thinking of yourself and actually, you know, love is, is by definition, I think is, is a selfless thing. It's, it's, uh, you know, we always contrast on our blog and we have a podcast and things. We always contrast between lust and love or um, kind of a sur- superficial love and a deep love. And usually the difference uh, is, you know, lust or a superficial love is, uh, I wouldn't even call it love actually, but um, lust in that sense, or it, it's self-focused right? Whereas love is uh, focused on the other person. So when you're in a funk like that and, and you're fighting, I think the uh, kind of the, the light that you can, I, I guess the, the light that you would want to focus on at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, is that they are your prize, you know, not, not just getting what you want, but really getting at them being your spouse, your, your husband, or your wife, uh, and actually um, loving them and not just serving yourself, you know? Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense too. Um, but man, that, that gets difficult at times. And you're right. I think when it comes to the word love, you're right. Love and lust, very different things. But then we call so many different things love. I mean, I love my buddy Chris, but not the same way I love my, my wife. Not that anybody knows. I hope not, so. The rumors are out so. there. But um, I, um, I, I love other people different than I love my close friends and family. Um, there's puppy love and admiration. There's all these things we call love. Maybe we start first by defining love and what we're talking about in those scenarios. And, and when you compare your marriage, and a marriage is a covenant between a man, a woman, and God, to Christ's love, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's truly, I think it's the only way we can really define it. And uh, we do spend a lot of time in the book getting at kind of the definition of love and contrasting it with uh, the worldly views of love and that... Um, you know, we actually, we, we did a little tiny study where we watched some videos and things and just kind of tried to get a pulse on what people are thinking. And almost always love is, is identified with a, a feeling that, you know, an emotion that you're having. And uh, that's not, you know, love is an action. And we see that um, concretely in the person work in life and death of Jesus Christ. And if we take it seriously, it bears all of love changes, right? It becomes something so radically different and it, it becomes more action oriented than emotion oriented. And I think, yeah, you're right. That's without that, that the plumb line of Christ and God's love in Christ, then we are left to our own uh, devices of, of finding out what works best for us. And we can see how well that's working for culture today. It's not working very well to define love uh, uh, subjectively like that. How long have you guys been married? Uh, 16 years in September. Nope, 15 years. 15. Oh, whoa, whoa. That's, that's a good one. Oh, <laughs> I, I so love that he got it right and you didn't. I yeah. so love that, Selena. Because the guys are always the ones in trouble with that. 
I know, I know. He's a good one. I'll keep him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. So many people spend so much time, and it is just our culture now, worrying about the wedding and not right. their marriage. And what is the average wedding cost? $30,000 yeah, $30, now. Dollars, and yeah. they put so much time and effort into it, into this one Few yeah. hour few night. hours. It's, I was going like to say five hours, yeah. six hours. Maybe, let's say you got the whole day because the makeup artist came early and whatever. Yeah. Okay, what, <laughs> yeah. fifteen hours. Okay. And, and, oh, okay. We'll go ahead and extend it the honeymoon because we're going on vacation. We're going to Tahiti for a week. Great. You spent all of this time and effort for years planning this. You've got here, and now then what? you have spent no time investing in your marriage and the next 50, 60 years. Right. Right. It's, it's tragic. A lot of times, you know, we have all this anticipation for the wedding mm-hmm. as an event, but really that's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say I do on the altar, mm-hmm. um, you just, you're, you're, that's the first I do of millions you'll have to say for the rest of your life. <laughs> when you love each other. Yeah. When you don't feel like it, you know, I do choose to love you. I do choose to, you know, look past this, this frustrating thing mm-hmm. and actually, you know, get to you as my spouse. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's tragic really. Well, I find you guys on Twitter. I mean, I'm sorry, on, on Instagram, because you guys have an amazing Instagram account. Um, but also, I would like to talk about because I'm about to get married in September. Yeah. And I bought you guys' husband in pursuit and wife in pursuit 31 daily challenges. Um, yeah. Tell me the story behind the, the pursuit books because they're interesting. I kind of look at the head and they're pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, there we went through them. So we wrote them last year mm-hmm. and oh. never actually went through the books ourselves. <laughs> we did. <laughs> well, we did, we did until January yeah. of this year. We went, we, we led kind of an online community through it. Mm-hmm. And I got to admit, they're a lot more challenging than I thought they were. <laughs> we could have had a few rest days, I think, in there. Yeah. But, you know, go at your own pace. It's okay. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. So the whole premise of these pursuits, so it's together, they, it, it, the two books comprise what we call the 31 day pursuit challenge. And basically it's our, uh, our challenge to uh, husbands and wives to intentionally pursue each other. And it's all from, it all comes from, I think, uh, first John four nineteen, uh, which is we love because he first loved us. So it's this idea that I am pursued by Christ and I have been loved so, uh, so richly mm-hmm. by him. Now, how can I turn that love into an action mm-hmm. and be intentional about that? And so basically this book is just about, it's about getting couples to think outside of their norm mm-hmm. uh, and getting them to do things that they wouldn't normally do uh, all in, in the name of pursuing each other mm-hmm. uh, the same way that Christ had pursued them. So they're really challenging. I, Chris, if you haven't started them yet, I think you're going to, you're going to enjoy it. There's small challenges and then there's some bigger there's, ones. Yeah. But it's oh, okay. I do like the, I do like the end where you guys have this, uh, creative uh date ideas creative yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty awesome because it's you know at the beginning of the book it says make sure you look at the end of the book because you're going to have a bigger challenge at the yeah. end of the book so you can <laughs> yeah. plan ahead for the 31st day because you're going to be ready for something on that one <laughs> that's right. that's yeah right. we actually uh we actually went and uh, scuba diving with sharks that was that was the thing that i planned for us yeah that's uh, awesome. it was in a it was in an aquarium so <laughs> uh, you know like a local aquarium and there was a cage <laughs> It was, it was awesome, though. It was incredible. That's cool. what, yeah. part of, what part of the country do you guys live in? We live in the northwest, just yeah. south of Seattle. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I'm trying to think. We were in Florida recently, and we saw, uh, it was at Disney, where they let people swim. Oh, yes, and you, yes, it, yeah. It's, uh, you either pay for it or you want a raffle or something if they don't mm-hmm. offer it regular. But I saw the same thing where people were swimming. That's pretty like cool. That. That's pretty neat. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's awesome. We recommend it, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
You know, most of us have heard, um, even if we're not regular churchgoers or Bible readers, most of us have been to a wedding where we hear when somebody somewhere in there offer a reading from First Corinthians. Somebody yes. offers this up. Often <laughs> yeah. couples will uh, put it in their vows or the minister or priest will read it or whatever. You know, that's a pretty amazing Bible packet passage. Yeah. It is mm. amazing. And it is so wonderful and such a teachable moment over and over in our relationship lives. And people just don't pay attention to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you well, know, and for most people don't know, it's the love is patient, love is kind, mm-hmm. you know, passage Corinthians 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those, uh, it's one of those things that you do kind of hear it all the time. So you tend to uh, tune it out, you know, but what we've, that, that passage is actually way better and I can go into the kind of theology of it, but yeah. the context of it is incredible. Cause that's, he's talking to Corinth, Corinth, the people in, in Corinth and they had basically, you know, they, they sit right at the base of uh, the Acre Corinth, which is a mountain where they have, they would have the temple of the goddess of love. And these people were so infatuated with the idea of love. And what Paul was basically correcting this, they had fully missed the true love, yeah. right? They were expressing it in all these really twisted ways. And so he was correcting them. And so we kind of forget that there's, there's a whole backstory there. Mm-hmm. And it, we can really take heed today in the culture that we live in and the kind of the misdefinition of love that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, to me, it becomes more interesting when you understand kind of the people that Paul was talking to and the, the culture that he was addressing, particularly within the local church. Now, obviously, he's talking to believers. So if you don't believe in the Bible, it's going to be hard to actually take sure. those words seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, that has to be your belief system. Otherwise, it just become you know, nice words. They don't actually mean anything to you. But yeah, it, you're, you're absolutely right. Those it's an important passage, but I think, unfortunately, we, we don't take it seriously enough um, to our here's own a, chagrin. Here's a, here's a good challenge for you, for anybody in a relationship. And I say this for myself, too. Um, throughout your relationship, remember those key words from that passage. You don't have to remember exactly. You don't have to quote it. But uh, mm. love is the, the patient. Um, it's not envious. It's not boastful. It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. Remember all of this. Remember those key words, four or five of them, whatever. And anytime you're having trouble or you're in a discussion that gets heated or an argument or a disagreement with your spouse or significant other, remember just those key words. And if you're really applying them to yourself and you really challenge yourself, uh, your, your argument disagreement is going to go much different. <laughs> I mean, because no matter what happens in yeah. it, you find yourself in these disagreements going, well, you know, I think, no, no, that's you. That's selfish. That's you. That's <laughs> boastful. That's, but I'm feeling, nope, that's you. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, you can't do it. It's almost like in um, in Ecclesiastes, uh, vanity, all, all is vanity. Yeah, that's vanity yeah. too. <laughs> yes, but that's vanity too. But I, that's vanity too. <laughs> it's like, okay, you got know, it, funny. right? In conflict. All right, usually, so where do you guys uh, go from here with your, uh, your, your blog and your book? Uh, you know what? We, uh, we are doing fun radio shows like this. Uh, we, we've, we're actually working on a curriculum uh, that would hopefully help people apply this. Uh, you know, the Fierce Marriage book is like our, our it's, the, it's the most in-depth uh, book that we've written. So it, it doesn't do any good if it, people don't actually read it or consume the content. And so we're putting together a small curriculum to help them do that uh, with our publisher. And that should be available this, uh, I think, later on this, this fall or winter um, but yeah, uh, hopefully do more speaking and stuff like that as well, but, um, and more writing, always and writing. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the website where can people find the book and more about you? 
Yeah. So the book, the easiest way to find the book is just to go to fiercemarriage.com. Uh, it's just, there's pictures of it everywhere. And then there's obviously links uh, to where you can buy it. And then there's also information about who we are and, and what we care about and, and tons of articles on marriage. And we have a podcast as well that awesome. for, for listeners that like that sort of thing. Awesome. Well, what we'll do is we'll uh, post links to it on social media as well so people can find it. But we thanks for, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Have a great day. Ryan and Selena Frederick, authors of Fierce Marriage, and it's fiercemarriage.com. All right. You got it? You all set now? I'm all set. You ready to go? You're going to read the book? You're ready? Uh, yeah, I've been reading it already. I appreciate your uh, your commitment here, that it's going a little above and beyond, yeah. that you're you're working on this. Yes, I am. Now, is she as well? Or you yeah, just, she is. You just thought I would there, screw no, this up. I'm worried. There's so many books I've been reading with her. Um, I, my backpack has at least three books. Without counting these. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of reading going on. You know, in my younger days, I looked at um, some of the... Every faith's different, but uh, different faiths have different uh, pre-marriage things you have to accomplish. Um, what do you call it when you go through the marriage, marriage counseling? Yeah, what's the... Premarital uh, counseling? Yeah, there's a word for it in Catholicism. I just can't think of the oh, word. Oh, I don't know. But anyways, you go through the, you go through the classes. Uh, and I used to think, okay, it's fine. Just why you yeah. make people jump through these hoops and whatever. Pre-Cana, that's it. Pre-Cana. Um, it's not Cana, it's pre-Cana, gotcha. It's not post-Cana. It's <laughs> no, not pre-Cana, gotcha. pre-Cana yeah. um, that, uh, I thought, okay, I, I really blew him off. It's just that's, yeah. you know. And having been married twice now, yeah, <laughs> this time more <laughs> successfully, yeah. and having gone through class, whatever, you know what? Yeah, this th- those are a good idea. Doing yeah. that work beforehand. By the way, waiting a little bit, not that many people haven't gotten married quickly and it's been no. successful yes. and that's fine. But I would think that those who wait and spend a little more time planning, probably going to be a better shot at making it work. Yeah. Speaking of those classes, I'll be taking those and they'll be hosted by Pastor uh, Carrie Melanek. Oh, that's right. You are yeah. working with Carrie. That's yes. right. The minister. So, yeah, those are a good idea. Take yeah. your time. Make it work. You're making an investment. That's something that's going to hopefully be around for 50, 60 years. The Morning Blaze. We're kind of like the real news, except honest and factual. Huh. What a concept. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I think we have it. We have the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy taser face scene. <laughs> wait, wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. So uh, it's, uh, they got the uh, the raccoon, whatever yes. his name is, all tied up. Mm-hmm. And this is from the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. And they're, the guy's going about and he's, you know, pumping his chest up in front of everybody that this he's taser This is the second faced. Guardians of the Galaxy. Is it second? This is the second one, yes. This is the second, sorry. This is the second. second. He's pumping his chest up in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, the raccoon's like, wait a minute, your name's what? Listen. <laughs> it's time for the Ravagers to rise once again to glory with a new captain, Taser Face! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your name is. It's Taser Face? That's right. Do you shoot tasers out of your face? It's metaphorical! 
<laughs> it's uh, metaphorical. It's hilarious that he used the word metaphorical. <laughs> that whole scene is awesome. Oh, it's That's pretty funny. cool. I forgot yes. completely about that. That's good stuff. All right, tweets coming in with the hashtag what I learned today. If you would, please, today, sometime, take a moment and go to patriotmobile.com slash doc. We're finding out more and more how involved these mobile companies are, especially like Credo Mobile and their action arm with destroying America. This is not simply about, well, I don't like those liberal policies or that person's really acting not in my best behalf. These are the worst of the worst. Look at the people that were burning the flag out in front of uh, Maxine Waters' office in Los Angeles, the Revcoms we told you about. Look at all of these people. These people are truly destroying America. They're hell-bent on bringing it down in favor of something new that is not going to be anything like what we've had or what we want. It's going to be bad. And mobile, big mobile, every mobile company except Patriot Mobile is involved directly or indirectly because they're given money to these groups and organizations that take part in this nonsense. So please change today. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. It's really simple. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. And it's not like I'm asking you to buy a product or service that is not good. They're awesome. They're the best. Yeah. Great customer service, great deals on data packages and phones. You can get a Motorola E4 this month for just four bucks a month. E4 Plus as well, four bucks a month, and they're going to give you fifteen hundred bucks per account to switch in case you got to pay off back stuff from the other mobile company. Yep. And if you use Doc, you wave off the activation fee. Goodbye, goodbye. Bye-bye. We're waving it away. Yep. PatriotMobile.com/slash/doc promo code Doc. Yes. Okay. I remember last time when I asked about a promo code one day, and you're like, you don't that need to That was not for this doc. client. That was for another client. Oh, okay. Never mind. PatriotMobile.com slash doc, promo code doc. Please switch to Patriot Mobile today. DMX DM saying it's not the view, it's their view. Oh, they dropped two letters. Their view. Yep. You're right. TJ Topping tweeting out what I learned today. How much did my wedding cost? 20 bucks. No, I'm joking. 25 bucks. Only paid for the marriage license t-shirts and jeans on the pier in the park and it worked just fine yeah i mean it number one worry about your marriage first beyond the wedding yes number two if you want to have a beautiful wedding that's fine you make your choices in life you want to spend a lot of money for it Mm -hmm. i think you should consider what your financial future is going to be like if you put thirty thousand up front and you don't have a house there you go you know maybe consider these things i'm not saying not do it just make sure you're planning right for it but man, we definitely are thinking of this wrong when we spend that much time, effort, and money in a on couple a hours. Night. In a couple hours, not a Steve Cannon tweeting out what I learned today. The post Cannon stage in your marriage will cost you seventy five percent of your earnings. Yes, that's right. Post Cannon, Cana is really expensive. Whoa, very time consuming as well. Rocking uh, Robin tweeting out. I love me some Just Janine as much as I do love Doc Thompson. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the marriage thing, I was talking with the makeup artist here today. Oh, yeah. The makeup artist uh, yesterday. And I was like, you know, I could be a wedding planner. I know you always say that. I think I, would take, that. I think I would enjoy that, working with people about you to get married. You always say that. Because remember I told you about the friend of mine who yep. became the doctor, didn't yep. like it. Because it was a miserable job because he was working in the ER and then went mm-hmm. back and started doing cosmetic surgery because mm-hmm. people were happier. That's a happy situation. Yes, it is. People are getting married. And aside from the bridezillas and stuff like that, <laughs> that would be really, it's a good night, right? Yes, it is. People yes. are happy. Yes. I mean, at the weddings, people are drunked up and the crazy cousins or whatever. So I guess that, I guess that'd be better than working 
in a situation where people always hate you. Yeah. Negative. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Enjoying what you're hearing? Congratulations, you have a sense of humor. This is the Morning Blaze. Okay, so how is the wedding going now? What else do we got going on? What do you know? Uh, what do you mean? What I know? There's nothing. Like, was there planning. an update? No, there's no update. So we're still heading heading to September. Yeah. The website is done, and you filled out the invitation. The what? The invitation. You got no, the invitation. no, no. The the website. Yeah, the website is up. Do you want me to tweet it out? The, I'm lost. The website for the people where the, you're getting married? Yeah. It's, it's a wedding you mean website. the venue? It's a wedding website. Yeah. Oh, no. You yes. created one of those so everybody can go there yes. and see the information. Yes. Oh, no. See, and then you could, you know, you could see the day. You could see photos, you know, the engagement photos. And I hate this picture, but she still put it up there. And you got some very... Interesting pictures here that could be used uh, against me, just like the wedding, the 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 costume with the nurse. Why are you kissing a fish? Oh, because that was my first fish I caught. I never fished before, so I was kissing it. You, that's not okay. That's not something you do. I'm just saying that's not what you do with a fish. Oh, okay. Well, we didn't okay. eat it. All right. So. <clears throat> yeah, I'll tweet it out. Oh, okay. me trying the the silks, the flying stripper thing that I like to call flying stripper. I'm trying it out. Yeah. Oh, that aerial like acrobatics yeah. or whatever, because yeah. the uh, the fiance does that. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, me oh, sleeping okay. in the office. Somehow she was able to get a picture of me sleeping at the office. I don't know how she got that. <laughs> I have no idea. Really? How that came about. You have no idea? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so it's up and you're moving towards it. Yes. All right. Good. All right. Well, good. Uh, is there a honeymoon plan? No, no honeymoon. No. 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 We also have like a, a little getaway. No. Like a long weekend. No. I also have a. A newlywed fun. Uh, a newlywed fun? Yes. What does that mean? Just give me money. I don't want no. Whoa. I didn't register. Just give me money. Shady. Just give Shady. me money. It's like the human fun from Seinfeld. The human fun. Uh, <laughs> so earlier, uh, we talked about uh, Judge Janine yeah. and Whoopi and going on. It's frustrating because we don't know what actually happened mm. after. They wrapped it up. But what we do know on the air, and Whoopi said something again about, you know what I am? I'm not a, I don't have Trump derangement syndrome, but I do have a dislike of people saying Mexicans or rapists, whatever. Do you realize this is one of the biggest fallacies of Trump's administration? This claim that he said all Mexicans are rapists and murderers and druggies and whatever. He did not. He really didn't even come that close to it. Mm -hmm. This has frustrated me over and over. But you know what? Most people out there never heard the speech. They've heard somebody reference somebody else that referenced a story they saw that referenced somebody else that referenced the speech. Yep. Trump says Mexicans are murderers. All Mexicans are murderers. No, it's not what he said. I have a clip of Trump's announcement where he 
this was when he was announcing his candidacy. Remember, yeah. he came down the escalator at Trump Tower, stepped in front of the cameras for a better part of an hour, speechified why he's running, announced his candidacy, and in the middle of it, mentioned immigration as an issue, which everybody else said was dead. Mm-hmm. It's not an issue. Turns out it is an issue for people. He did reference Mexicans, but I'm playing this just to remind everybody what he actually said. So when you hear anybody, left or right, mention what he said on that day, you could say, no, I know what he said. And maybe encourage them to go and listen. There's a lot of versions you can find online. Here's what he said. Whoa, that is some group of people, thousands. So nice. Thank you very much. That's really nice. Thank you. It's great to be at Trump Tower. It's great. The U.S. has become a dumping ground for everybody else's problems. <laughs> Thank you. It's true. And these are the best and the finest. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. But I speak to border guards, and they tell us what we're getting. And it only makes common sense. It only makes common sense. They're sending us not the right people. It's coming from more than Mexico. It's coming from all over South and Latin America, and it's coming probably, probably from the Middle East. But we don't know, because we have no protection, and we have no competence. We don't know what's happening. And it's got to stop. And it's got to stop fast. Do you realize how that is not close to what they say? They heard a couple of words, and they honed in on those. While looking for this piece of audio, I found a bunch of old news reports of people being triggered and people pontificating or speechifying on what he said, and they would even offer up the clip. Radio broadcasts like this, podcasters, TV programs, and they're like, this is what Donald Trump said. And they would take out the piece, murderers and rapists, and conveniently stop where he said, and I assume some are good people. That part never makes it out there. Not only did he say not say all Mexicans because he said um, Mex, you know, Mexicans, he didn't say all. No. He said they're sending us the worst. So he wasn't referring to all Mexicans. He also said it's not even just Mexico. It's all over Central Latin America. That's a whole other continent there. Okay. And he assumes the Middle East. He said they're coming from all over. And then gave a shout out to South America, Central America, and the Middle East. And still said, and some I assume are good people. Anybody who claims that uh, he was specifically targeting Mexicans in this doesn't know the basis of what he started with. Where he said, they're not sending us the best people. They're not. And it's not just poor people saying, I need help. Vincente Fox and others in Mexico knowingly, openly encouraged their people that were poor and didn't have money to come to America. 
That's what we know. Look at their policies. And you can see they have, in the last probably 20 years, encouraged people to come to America. What are they doing behind the scenes? You don't think they're doing even more of that behind the scenes? It's an evil genius idea. In America, we struggle with the idea of helping people. How to help them. Most people in America would consider themselves a pretty good person. Many of them would be wrong, but we still consider that. Many people, both left and right, say we should be helping people. People on the right traditionally say we need to help people help themselves, and we need some tough love as part of it, and it shouldn't just be handouts. People on the left say, no, we need the social safety net. Yeah. We got to help. We got to have that in place. But all of them say we got to help people. So we argue about how to help people. Right? I mean, this is the cornerstone of who mm-hmm. we are. And it touches everything we do now, right? Yeah. These arguments, it touches welfare and the economy and jobs. And it touches all this debate about whether or not black people have enough opportunities and other minorities, do they have an opportunity? It touches everything. Imagine for a moment if in America right now, the lowest. 5, 10, 20, whatever percent mm-hmm. of people that are poor, if suddenly they were not poor, or if suddenly they were getting income elsewhere, or suddenly they decided to immigrate to Botswana. Okay. We no longer as a society, as a culture, as a country have to deal with them. No, we don't. That issue goes away. And while we would find other things to bitch about and whatever... We wouldn't have that problem anymore. Mm -mm. That's what Mexico did. Genius. We just get them to go up to America. A lot of them are going there anyways. We just encourage more and more. And when they come here, yes, they do get free stuff. They get free schooling and they can go to the food banks and there's plenty of charities that help them. And they can apply for the child tax credit and all of these things to get money from America. Mm -hmm. Mexico no longer has to deal with them. If you're a middle-class Mexican, hey, I make a nice living doc, it's pretty good life, got a nice house, nice family, it's good, I get a car, nice middle-class, which there's not a big middle-class in Mexico, but imagine if you do. Are they immigrating here? Mm. No. Why would you uproot your life and go to a place where you don't speak the language and there's all this um, arguing back and forth about people? Why would you illegally go there? I got a good life. Look at this. Yeah. If you're upper class, if you got money, are you illegally immigrating to America? No, nope. you're not doing it. It's the poor. And they encourage this. So that's setting the record straight. <clears throat> that's a clip you might want to remind people yes. about. Yes, you do. So frustrating when I hear that. Then one other thing I have to get to today. Um, as we continue to hear the question of Russia come up and be debated back and forth. Mm-hmm. And this is the, right at this moment, the number one rallying cry against Donald Trump. Yes, Russia, collusion. Collusion, even just meddling. Meddling. Yeah. The left is just beating that drum. Do you hear Putin? Putin, he's so dangerous. Putin! Chris, do you not realize he is our enemy? Mm-hmm. Do you not realize, look at all these things Putin has done. He's mm-hmm. so targeted America. This might be our greatest foe, Chris. Yeah. And that damn Donald Trump, they say. Mm-hmm. He's out there. He's colluding. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Mitt Romney challenged <laughs> Obama 
Do you remember that? Ran the nineteen eighties called they want their, their policy they back. Want their policy back. Yeah. Obama mocked him yes. for saying Russia is our chief foe, our chief adversary. He could say Romney was right. At the time, I, I thought him saying it was our number one enemy or foe was a little off the mark. Okay. Um, but I thought he was more right than wrong. It was, I mean, we have a lot of foes. They're just not the same foe they were back in the day, back in the, during the USSR. Mm-hmm. But they continue to get stronger and stronger. Remember, they went through a pretty big downturn. They Did. downturn. They went through the dissolving of the USSR, and then um, they went through this little touch of capitalism, and it went a little crazy, a little anarchy, and then Putin started grabbing a hold and tightening it up, and they've been slowly gaining their power. So every year, it does get a little stronger. Chief foe, maybe. You talk to Jason Buttrell and realize how much damage they're doing. He will tell you maybe. they are the chief foe. Maybe. I don't think it's still to the level of USSR, but still a threat. They mocked him and said, they're not a threat anymore. And they ran without mocking. Exactly. I forgot how much they mocked Mitt for it. These same people today that are screaming Russia is this big of a deal and Trump is not taking it seriously and it's treasonous. Listen to this little montage from back in the day. To Russia. This is without question our number one geopolitical foe. After all, you don't call Russia our number one enemy unless you're still stuck in a Cold War mind warp. Governor Romney is mired in a Cold War mindset. He acts like he thinks the Cold War is still on. He's even blurted out the preposterous notion that Russia is our number one political, geopolitical foe. It's somewhat dated uh, to uh, be looking backwards. The statements that Governor Romney makes show little understanding of what is actually going on in the 21st century. It's a really curious statement given that the Cold War has been over for some time. A throwback to the Cold War. I mean, we work with Russia all the time. He's not a dumb man, but he said something that was clearly dumb. Is an antiquated worldview. Is he trying to play Ronald Reagan here or what? What's he up to? The 1980s are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back because you know, the Cold War has been over for 20 years. After revolution in Kiev, Russian tanks, choppers, and troops moved into Crimea. There's just a little collage, and that's a small sampling. Oh, yeah. A very small yeah. sampling. I didn't realize Obama said it that much. Joe Biden said it a half a dozen times Hillary. that we found. Hillary. Uh, John Kerry. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so let me get this straight. In the 1980s, by Obama's admission, mm-hmm. right? 1980s, Cold War, Russia, Soviet Union, a problem. Yes. So you go 80s, 90s, 2000s, 20, 30 years. I mean, or after the fall uh, of Russia, Soviet Union in the early 90s, late 80s, um, they weren't a problem, right? Mm-hmm. That's old, old Cold news. World thinking, yeah. right? Cold, yes. Uh, Cold War thinking. Gotcha. And that was in 2012 that they said that. <laughs> so here we are now, six years later, and okay. they are our so, number one ally again. Yes. So it only took them six years to get back on top. Yes. Right? Yes. So they're 20 years. They're just floundering Flying. around. They don't know what they're doing. It's Not only were they not our... I mean, it was like, Russia! <laughs> <laughs> Russia! <Idiots>. Come on! <clears throat> they're, the, they're the Cleveland Browns of world powers. Please, <laughs> Russia! And in six years, Russia was able to turn it around. Wow. What a success story. Uh, Wow, they have really put this together. Right, came out of nowhere. Cinderella story. A world power Cinderella story. 
Worst to first, baby, in just six years. Kicking ass. <laughs> this is the politics of now. Yep. Russia's a concern. They've always been a concern. We can debate on how big of a concern, but we should all note and should continue to note until something dramatically changes, they're always going to be up near the top, if not the top. They mocked Romney mm-hmm. that he was stupid about this, and now mm-hmm. these same people are claiming that Russia is such a big deal. Yep. Once again, here's what's going on. The midterm elections. Yep. This is politics. It's this is the up. midterm elections. If you want... <clears throat> To really understand how much politics works and understand how as much as things change, they stay the same. Listen to Reagan's 1964 A Time for Choosing speech when he was supporting Barry Goldwater and stood up and speechified his little paid thing to tell people what's really going on and espouse conservative libertarian values. Listen to it. I've listened to it many times and listened to it again about a week ago in the car when I was commuting. And was blown away again, and I caught things I hadn't caught the previous half a dozen, dozen times I've listened to it. It's spectacular. You change a couple of the names and a couple of the figures, the amounts of money he's quoting when it comes to, you know, deficits and whatever. And almost all of it is exactly the same. It's the same politics. It's the same argument. It's about the green agenda and everything else that they claim. And he sets the record straight. It's all out there. It's a time for choosing. Listen to it again. You'll be pretty happy you did. I'll tweet out a link to it so you can find it too. Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens. You still using? I'm still using. Are you? Love it. Love it. Such a great product. So simple. Go to BrickhouseDoc.com and you can find out all about them. You'll learn more at the website than you'll learn from me, but try them. It's not that expensive and it's a very small thing you can do that'll have a pretty big impact in your life when it comes to eating healthy. I have realized yet again it is about the green vegetables. That's that's the cornerstone of your diet. Vegetables and green vegetables. We managed to cut calories all these years and carbs. Cut the carbs. Not so much the calories, the carbs. Mm-hmm. Cut the carbs and we replaced it with more meat. I get it. Of course. Oh, so I have to give up breads? That sucks. Ooh, I get more bacon. <laughs> good. I'm good to go. Good to go, yeah. right? That's fine. But we've already been eating too much protein as it is. Yep. You must... Eat more vegetables. You don't like them. They're expensive. You don't have time. You don't know how to cook them. Cook them. Brickhousedoc.com's Field of Greens solves that problem. You take a scoop of basically powdered vegetables. You mix it with a liquid. Drink it down. You're good to go. They recommend eight ounces of water. You could try it with uh, orange juice, milk. You can put smoothie. it in a smoothie. That's a really good way to yes, do it. Yes, smoothie. Just uh, try it today. Brickhousedoc.com. Brickhousedoc.com. Look for Field of Greens. The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the Morning Blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned you should never take a weed whacker to a machete fight. No, it's not going to end up well. We learned pro criminal tip number 4312 when robbing a bank on a hot day. Don't wear a ski mask and flannel. No, nope, bad day. We learned Molly Bell is appropriately named. Yes. 
We learned the medium of choice for an armless street artist named Jonathan Crenshaw is scissors inhuman. <laughs> you know, you Key like piece. Paint on canvas, yes. chalk on chalkboard. Yes. Scissors inhuman. inhuman. Yes. We learned what uh, what a fine is for raping a horse in Australia. <laughs> Same as downtown. <laughs> We learned to be successful in today's world. Marketing and branding is very important, even in thuggish street gangs. Thank you. And finally, today I learned that if during the love-making process you sound like a cross between a donkey giving birth and a very large, excitable pig, you are doing it right. <laughs> really? I think so. Really? I think okay. so. Okay. Okay. You're a little curious about that, aren't you? I am. All right, see? Yes, I am. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? If butt juice was your number one choice for a nickname, I would like to know what came second and third. Uh, taser face. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, a docinar, a webinar where Doc kind of coaches gang members how to create names and how to do branding. Oh, I like it. Docinar. Doc's brand, uh, uh, gang branding. <laughs> That's it. That's what I learned. All right, uh, Neil, spinning the dials, radio style, Mercury Studios, Dallas, Texas. What, if anything, did you learn today? Well, Doc, I learned that although you continue to say bang the liberal drum, what you really meant is bang the five-gallon bucket. Five, yes, bang the five-gallon disposed Home Depot bucket. (laughs) Yes. Orange Home Depot. America was never great. America was never great. Go and look at the video. Oh, they are loving themselves. It's just a party. Chris yep. Cruz, what, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Political porn asking you a question, Doc. Ba- I'm curious, based on Donald Trump's performance so far, has he earned your vote for re-election? Give me that again. Has Donald Trump's <laughs> performance so far earned your vote for re-election? If the election was held today, which, yes. first of all, we also have to consider who the his competition, the runners, whatever, yes. running against him and other options. Yes. Um... Yeah, I would likely today. You will pull the lever? Probably. Okay. I have to go through it again. That's difficult for me to say because yeah. it's, I mean, he's got so many flaws too, but yeah. his performance probably. Mm. But uh, we've got two more years. Yes, if he do. can step up his game at all, he's probably got it. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, are you there? I'm there. Yeah. I'm so there. I'm like, yep. yeah. Yep. I can't say I would not. No, I cannot say that. I yep. likely would. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Beer Me Liberty saying all that butt juice talk. And horse story and no bail. Oh, I don't know if I ring it once today. Wow, that is truly my yes, fault. That yes, is. Yes, yes. Neil before Sox saying, when the zombie apocalypse starts, I will have my gold, my guns, and my McGriddles. Good deal. <laughs> Michael tweeting out, getting shot in the Canterbury feels like having your IUD explode. <laughs> Danny also tweeting out, my mobile company is working on my behalf, but not my best behalf. No, that is exactly right. No. I need to get the new numbers on procrastination. I'll get to them Monday. What else do we have coming up? We're talking up? about a Supreme Court push that we need your help on. We're going to help out? We're going to help out. Okay, good. And yep. what is Glenn have coming Phil up? Phil O'Reilly, news of the day. And what is Glenn wearing today? The 1940s throwback. Just he's going like 1940s guard? I don't know what that means. Ooh, Interesting. All right, remember, The Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six up for Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you are. Anya, now you go home. He looks good, though. He does. He does Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.
Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag WhatILearnedToday. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.